Hey, welcome back to Point Blank. This is John Carcosa here in studio. The fans demanded him back. Who do we have? Gio Setti, of course. The one and only. Across from me? Ming Chen. What's up, everybody? Joining us from the Windy City, Chicago? Todd Sullivan. What's up, on, Gio? On route from America's greatest city, Irvine, California, to its worst airport, LAX, we have the one and only, who is that? Mo Youssef. Mo Youssef. The rumors of his demise are greatly exaggerated. We thought he wasn't going to be here. He's going to be here for how much longer, we have to see. But we're happy to have him. And actually, it's funny that you did join us, Mo. Because you weren't here last week. And, and, and you know, we, we, we had an okay episode. It would have been phenomenal had you been here to put it over the top. And, um, and, and... But even though you weren't here, you sent in a prediction via email. And it was, right. it, it, you know, it, I don't know if this is mail call, if it's one of your normal predictions, but we do have to bring it up. And and you predicted, and rightly so, as it turned out, that the Yankees would sweep the Minnesota Twins. And my friend, did you ever nail it? I believe. Yep. This is what, the 14th straight playoff game the Yankees have beaten Minnesota? Minnesota, these poor guys, they can't get out of the first round. How did you do it? Was it just confidence? How did you know? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Look at the history. You know, they've always killed. This was an easy one. You know, they always killed the Twins. Uh, I knew they were going to make it out. And, uh, you know, I was I got a little bolder. I said, let's uh, let's just call the sweep right now. My uh, fraternity brother, Mike Seneca, called it the other way. He thought the Yankees were going to get swept, which is ridiculous. And, uh, he actually yeah, should I'm lose not, his fraternity jacket for that. I'm just of, of Dodger <laughs> of Dodger country here. And they want nothing more than to see the Dodgers against the Yankees. Wow. World Series. They want to get swept yeah. that bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I said, you know what? The only way for the Yankees to uh, to make it all the way is uh, is to, to start off with a bang, and you know just to uh, just to you know add on to some of this too. It looked like the other night Verlander is quite beatable, huh? Oh yes, so I, I think that the Yankees are going to look even better in the second round now. So you know, I was just about to tell the Dodger fans, be careful what you wish for; you just might get it. But 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 I'm actually I have to. Admonish myself the same thing. When I saw Tampa Bay jump all over Verlander, ultimately get him out of the game, and, and Tampa was able to win that game, forcing that to go to game five. Three of the four series, George, we talked about this earlier, all going to a decisive game today. Uh, the Yankees win no matter what. Tampa versus Houston, by going five games, taxing that pitching staff while the Yankees are resting up. That's great. But I did want them to face Tampa. That one, two, three of three aces. That Houston has Verlander, Garrett Cole, Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke's going to win the Cy Young, and he's the number three pitcher on that team. He would be a one pitcher on on, 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 any other team. team. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't want any part of Houston. But to your point, Mo, they've started to look a little vulnerable. Um, I do want to say this about beating the Twins. We spoke about this here about halfway through the season, right here on this very program, Point Blank, that it looked like the all-time home run record just set last year by the Yankees, 267, was was not only going to be beaten, but demolished this year. Um, And it turned out four different teams wound up beating that record. Um, 
about halfway. Yeah, it was definitely a live ball year. Ha- yeah, well, just and, as and Twins were one of them. Uh, well, just as Pete Alonso, I mean, he set that rookie home run record in a juice ball year. But in any event, in any event. Four teams beat it, one of which were the Yankees. But with two months to go in the season, the Twins had a 35-home run lead. The Yankees closed that lead all the way to the last game of the season. And on that last game of the season, they only hit one home run. The Twins hit two. The Twins took the record with 307 home runs. The Yankees had 306, nothing to be ashamed of. So it looked like the Yankees wanted to keep counting because they went out and hit a ton of home runs in uh, in their playoff series. I don't I don't know if you've ever been to the Metrodome, but the uh, the ball really really flies out of there. I don't remember. I don't. Is that Target Field? The, uh, it's Met- Target Field. Yeah, Metrodome uh, goes back. Target Field. Goes back a couple decades. It's okay. Ming, you spent a lot of time living all over the place. Yes. Are you a Dodger fan? Are you a Tiger I fan? I am a hapless Orioles fan, my friend. Oh. Oh. Where do they fit into the mix? I, I offered my condolences I know. to him uh, as to going through the rebuilding process. Yeah, I, I lived down there. I felt uh, not bad for them, but it was nice going to the stadium and sitting wherever I wanted. It was nice being able to get a ticket and not worrying if it was going to sell out. I didn't have to worry about scalpers. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, you know, they've had their ups and downs, um, That mainly against yeah. the Yankees for yep. the most part. But uh, I still stand behind them. I, I love yeah. their history. I love uh, a lot of their players. I love, And I definitely love their ballpark. The Orioles will forever curse the name of Jeffrey Meyer. Uh, <laughs> Georgie, I think you're a fellow Yankee fan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mo, wonderful prediction. Um, you think I don't even think it's 14. I think it's 16 consecutive oh playoff oh losses. Oh, my gosh. How do you not feel for the people of Minnesota? Packing the stadiums. They draw the Yankees again. You would think maybe. They'd be competitive, maybe win one game, but to be swept again. At the same time, where all three other series go the max five games, we're in the driver's seat. I have to appreciate it's be that. be a fun October in the Bronx. Normally at this point, we turn to Todd, uh, yeah. but but being that his Mets fandom is, is so uh, on his sleeve, I'm not sure there's a lot he can contribute to this particular conversation. How about them Giants? All right, there we, there we go. <laughs> Listen, by the way, we want to say uh, what's up. We got uh, our buddy Bill Ellsworth from Cluck U of Eatontown right down the block here. Gee, we were saying how hungry we were. We should have ordered chicken before we got here. A Cluck U chicken? It's right up the block. I mean, we messed up. Next I time, next time. In, wait, I should have brought in some SETI sandwiches. We, we, that too. We got Doug Gardner in, <laughs> Stu Greenberg, of course. Herb just t- tuned in. Herb of the Earplug po- mm. Podcast Network. Uh, Pat Kula, Boo Yankees. Oh, Pat. <laughs> At oh, two. Got the right <laughs> come, sentiment. Come, come on. on. Come on, buddy. Come on. All right. Listen, uh, great prediction, Mobile. Let's get to it, okay? Point one, we've got some breaking news. And I, I, I'm not sure how we could connect this news to George Setti. Uh, but then I figured out how, okay? In 2020, after 26 years off the television airwaves and... I don't know, 15, 16 years since the last movie. I could have that wrong. Um, Captain Jean-Luc Picard is back on the airwaves with a new CBS all-access series, Star Trek Picard. The trailer dropped at Comic-Con. Um, and Ming and I went this weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. A lot of great trailers dropped. But the trailer for Picard, you see more of Data. You see the return of Riker and Troy. And, George, here's the thing. It's dropping on January 23rd, 2020. Hey! So it's your birthday, but the gift is for all of us. That's a beautiful thing. What a, a deli- I don't know much thing. about that, but what a delightful uh, birthday coincidence. And, and I want to tell you something. That's not the only birthday coincidence. I have to say this because you are wearing the 
oh, Cooper yeah. Cup Rams jersey. Who can forget your birthday, January 23rd, the year 2000. Where Correct. were we, George? Correct. We were in St. Louis, Missouri at the NFC Championship game. My buddy here, Johnny. We had a night to remember always. Kurt Warner hitting at Ricky the Pro. Silverdome. <laughs> Perfect pass. <laughs> Relentless. Over the, the Tampa, best birthday over the Tampa Bay Bucks, January twenty third, two thousand. George, you couldn't speak that Why night. Game? This yeah. man was hitting. He was sitting right next to me, about a foot and a half, two feet away. Yeah, how, how the embrace? I couldn't even hear him. How how loud do you think George was? <laughs> Let me put it this way: I've been to a few shuttle launches. The inside of the tastefully named Edward Jones Dome was the loudest experience I've ever been to in my life, and yet George was somehow able to yell above it to communicate his thoughts and feelings to me. <laughs> and so, anyway, that was your birthday then. This is your birthday coming up, Ming. Are you are you down for the return of Captain Picard? Yes, I am. I think uh, you know after the original series. Uh, left in what the 60s and uh, we had a string of Star Trek movies but it was uh, it's time for somebody new and he knocked it out of the park so and then you know it's been a while since we've seen John Luke but I think he was he was always there he was, I think I think he was ready and uh, I'm glad to see him back well you know the actor Patrick Stewart uh, sir Patrick Stewart, he said, you know, it always had to be the right script. If we were just going to do the next generation yeah. all over again, I, I didn't want to do it. It had to be something different. You know, there's a lot of fan speculation. Are we looking at data somehow reconstructed? Is it that Android B4, also played by Brent Spiner, uh, uh, from that last movie, Star Trek Nemesis? Todd, you may remember this. Star Trek Nemesis, who played the villain Shinzon, who, uh, this is Combat Trivia Light right now, a.k.a. the clone of young John Luke Picard. Do you remember who played him? He was an up-and-comer at the time. The, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Very good guess. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, so close. Yes, yes, yes. Well, he was British, so you got that part right. Mo, uh, we actually saw the movie together among many movies that we saw together that you fell asleep. Um, so uh, I, I, I would advise this. So sweet. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, if you don't have a subscription to CBS All Access yet, what I would wait is wait till the, the full season drops, then sign up for the seven-day free trial, binge watch the entire series, then go ahead and cancel it because CBS doesn't deserve our money for putting these on pay. We'd rather get them right on, on over the air. Yeah, come on. Um, Todd, uh, Darmo. Twilight Zone, worth it? Oh, uh, you know, I, I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed. Did you see any of it, Ming? I haven't. I, I, I well, Sorry? I, uh, I don't know if Mike Zapsic paid for CBS All Access, therefore I could not steal his password. Oh my God! But um, I, you know what? I've been watching the old <laughs> ones on Netflix. They have every season. Yep. On Netflix, and they're they're hard. They're so hard to. Hey, the one from the late '80s, early '90s. That was a great. That was a great one too. And um, yeah, and even uh, Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories. Yep, yep. Those are great too. It's really hard to top all those. So I'm not shocked that they don't hold up. After Jordan Peele did um, did Get Out, and after he did Us, you know, I had really high expectations for that CBS Twilight Zone series, but. It was underwhelming. I'll put it that way. I think the first batch I saw was only like four episodes, so maybe they're 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 going to retool it. But uh, but moving on, uh, and and it is kind of relevant to George's jersey right here because we've got a quarter of the NFL season done, a quarter of the NFL season done, a little bit more than that actually. So we can start to get a sense of which teams are good, which teams aren't, and which are worse than that. In which in my case, the Jets. Now, um, earlier this week. In a in a parking lot outside Lincoln Field, Lincoln Financial Field, the home of the Eagles, former 
point blank guest Rob Brandt, brother to Rick Brandt, recently married in Philadelphia. The lovely Suzanne and I drove down for an amazing <clears throat> wedding. Rob had a baptism. You've heard of a baptism by fire, George? This was a baptism by beer. In the, in the parking lot tailgating, they ripped off his Jets jersey, lifelong Jets fan. They dunked his head into a bowl of Coors Light and held it under for three seconds. Oh, wow. Then they took it and dumped it over his head, and they put him into a new jersey. His middle name is Douglas. His full name is Robert Douglas Brandt. And now they renamed him Robert, Robert Douglas Peterson Brandt. And he has become an Eagle fan. And and here's my opinion wow. on that. Once you're you're an adult, you know, you, you, your fandom is established. To switch teams, I would ordinarily be against it. Every part of me is against it. But since it's against my team, the Jets, the biggest plague on fandom in history since the Mets, I actually have to be for this. I support Rob, and I want to see if they're still recruiting down there. You're one guy who's never wavered since the 70s. What do you think? Absolutely. First of all, he's he's hedging somewhat because he's still wearing green and white. Right? Oh, good opportunity. Yes. Eagles. Exactly. So right. Right. he doesn't destroy his wardrobe and all that. But uh, you know what? It, I'm somebody that went through many, many sacrifices. You know, being a Rams fan. Sure. Changing locations. Since I was 12 years old. Changing locations. Going through a decade of losing. The 90s. The Lisa then winning. Jinx. Yeah, the Lisa Setti jinx. jinx. Lisa Setti's the ex-wife. Remember that. She jinxed me. The Rams didn't win for 10 years. Well, I think she jinxed the Rams, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, but losing for a decade... Then winning, yep. I'm a, I'm so euphorically, right? Mm -hmm. Winning with Kurt Warner and then losing. So winning for a decade, winning, then losing for another decade. There's a lot of sacrifice there. But I was joyous when they moved back to California because I'm one of the original hardcore L.A. Ram fans. I embraced St. Louis, and we had some wonderful experiences. Of course, there. yeah. But delivered true, delivered a Super Bowl victory. The true blue, the true blue Ram fans blue originated in California. Even when you're from the Great Island of Staten, Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, now a Jersey Shore man. So, so now Mo, I know last year you were able to get season tickets to those LA Rams. Do you still have those tickets? Uh, negative, negative. Uh, it was too much of a commitment, both time and money. So uh, that that uh, I'm going to parlay that uh, that that investment of tickets to a uh, trip to uh, to Italy. Oh, <laughs> Mo, we'll, Italia. We'll, we'll talk more about that on a future wow, point blank episode. Uh, but here here's the thing: we all here were subject to a barrage. A, li a, a live tweeting, if you will, but it was a live texting by George of the Rams Seahawks game the other night that came down to the final kick by Greg the Legs Airline. And, and we're talking when, when a game is 30 to 29, it's a great game. Obviously, you would have preferred to break in your favor. Break it down for us, George. I mean, guys, talking about emotion. Russell, hustle, and bustle. You know, and, and, and put listen, on a show. That's your that's your early Todd, season MVP play, right there. I, I'm calling you right play now. Play quarterback right Todd, there. Todd, look, you're right about his play and performance that night. But to lose like that, to watch Jared Goff, mm. not once but um, twice inside of two minutes and 40 seconds. Oh, you're going to say not Watch once but up. twice throw interceptions. Time out, time right. out, no. Orchestrate successive drives. Yeah. The first one resulted in a perfectly thrown ball to his tight end Everett, mm. which was dropped, went right through his hands, and then juggled four <laughs> or five times. Part right? of the game. All right. So, Mom, not only did we have to absorb that, but then we got the ball back 
And what did, all Jared Goff did, you wanted to praise Wilson, um, but all Goff did was drive the length of the field. All he did was drive again, Todd. And set it up for Greg the Leg Zerloin. He's, you can check this out. He's Zerline. 63 for his last 65 inside 45. 63 out of 65. Inside 45. And he misses by that much. Can you Make see me, 62. folks? That much. That's as close to automatic as it gets. Yeah. But you know what? We take the good and the bad. He missed now, but we'll be back. So now you guys are 3 and 2. Three and two should okay. be four and one. I won't even talk third, about the third Jets. Third place in the NFC West. I, 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 that is correct, Todd. But we have the 49ers this weekend. A lot of fun out in Cali. Muhammad defeated. I want to feel you out there, huh? Now, so let me t- let me throw it to you guys. Okay, we got two Giant fans here. All right, they're both living outside of Giant territory. How do you guys feel? Obviously, you've been battling injuries. Uh, uh, <laughs> Saquon, Sterling Shepard, you know, a lot of injuries. We had a quarterback change. Uh, he came out with a with a with a blast. Daniel Jones, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. People thought he was the third coming. But but how do you guys feel now? Do you like where you are this year, or is it going to be a rebuilding year? Go for it. Uh, I, I just I'll, Mo, I'll let you talk. I just I just say I'm feeling pretty good about tomorrow night. Uh, you know, we're going without our starting receiver, starting tight end, starting running back, starting quarterback, and four of our starting linebackers. But other than against the number one defense in the league, but other than that, I think it's looking good, man. I, I, I think the Patriots over the last 18 years have probably won about 96 percent of their home games. Can I ask? George, I know you're going to know. What could the line possibly be on that game? 105? Like, no, well, right now it opened at 16 and a half, going right. to 17. Probably by game time it's going to go. But you know what? People start hedging. They're going to think it's too high. There's going to be some sort of, um, no it's too high. you know, mm, think about it. I don't know, George. <laughs> I, don't know. Uh, uh, I feel for you guys. But by the way, the Duke product. Lay the points. Lay the points. He's a good man from Duke. Sammy's Duke. Listen, they're just going to get thumped tomorrow. That's you got a good quarterback. Happen. Just take but the lumps the and going, prepare. team's going in the right direction. They're going in the right direction yeah. right now. Uh, and and I, I like that Daniel Jones is going to be the leader of this team. You know, yeah. it's, it's similar to when, um, you know, it just reminds me when Tiki Barber had to leave in order for them to win. Correct. Yeah. You know, they can read. You could retool a defense much quicker than you could retool an offense. And by the way, I'll, so I'll me, always I'll always feel bad for Tiki Barber. By the way, they won two Super Bowls after he retired. Yeah. But I, I know there, there's a lot of knock. Maybe it was a selfish. And we're going to win with him. Yeah. You know, another thing we've all seen it. Isn't it something just uncanny that Daniel Jones almost embodies Eli Manning? They they seem to be the same type of young individual. When think about when Eli came up. Does Eli still seem like a young individual? No, no. Back back in the day, okay. you know, grounded. They're not so coming. He, they're not Eli coming. Reincarnate. You know, they're they're good guys. They're good guys. Here's the, here's the question: Does Belichick put? The official, you know, under the table. I know we're not allowed to talk about it, whatever. But does he put the hit out on Daniel Jones so that he can get Eli back in the game to officially? <laughs> uh, that's excellent. Hey, listen, that's how this all started. Nobody remembers this, okay? Jed linebacker Mo Lewis. Mo Lewis. <laughs> Obliterates Drew Bledsoe, knocks him out of existence. We think it, it, it's it's a uh, you know smooth Smack. sailing going Stern. forward. Yep. And what it brings up is a seventh round non-college starter by the name of Thomas Brady, and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> and speaking of which, years later. ironically, ironically, just tuning in, two Patriot fans right now, our good friends Mike Ranieri and Jackie Burgess. What's up? As hey. well as as well as Mo. 
One of our old uh, buddies from St. John's, Joe Canavan's on as well. So what's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in. So, okay, so that's the Jets, that's the Giants, that's the Rams. Ming, as part of your vagabond career, yes. Okay, uh, you are a Baltimore Oriole fan, but I, um, on the football side, go for it. I uh, well, I grew up uh, I grew up in Michigan. Lions very hard to root for. Ownership uh, <laughs> in shambles. Uh, when you're run by a 90 year old woman who uh, doesn't uh, you know may not be in the right mind. It's pretty tough. So I uh, I do follow the uh, the Ravens as well. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know their their season's been pretty, all right. Well, you, you know, picked up Super Bowl. Been pretty, sure. Been pretty interesting. So, and uh, I mean, you don't have that perfect unvictoried season no. the Detroit Lions have. As a matter of fact, Pat just chimed in. <laughs> he said uh, <laughs> he said the Lions are an even bigger shit show than the Jets. So, they are. Uh, but you're right. Ah, They're uh, yeah. They are. Uh, they, they do have a winning record though. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah the Lions are promising this year. They're not. They're doing well. They're cooked by a, a Belichick disciple, Patricia. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, they yeah, got a lot Patricia, of promise. Yeah. They got a, and by the way, uh, Ming, I have to ask, since it's you're from Michigan, year, right? yes. have you ever been part of the, the glory that is Ann Arbor? I went there, yeah. Well, that, that's, oh. where, that's where you went to school. Oh, went to school there. You're a Michigan I, I, grad. I, I, he, actually, he actually, go ahead. Yeah, I've been in, in the big house. It's been a while. I haven't been in the big house for a while. I got to remind I gotta admit that, but uh, nice. Yeah, back in the yeah, but it was a it was a good time when I was going to school there. Desmond Howard, interesting. The, um, yeah, the uh, <laughs> I can't do the pose, but oh, wow. <laughs> there we go. There we go. The pose. Yeah. Well, let me, let me... and uh, I was there during the Fab Five era as well. For, ah, uh, yes. Here, here's side. that pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. Now listen, listen, listen. Let's let's go around real quick before we move to our next segment. Give your prediction. It's early. Who do we think looks like the cream of the NFL right now? Who's our who, who, who what's our Super Bowl prediction right now? I'm going to start with myself. Okay? Okay. So, what, uh, final 4, then Super Bowl. All right. Well, I haven't broken down the final right, 4 okay. yet. So, I'm going to give you my Super Bowl, and George, I'm sorry you're not going to like this one. But after what I saw the other day, I'm looking at a Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl. Whoa, That's me. Old prediction. Go ahead, George. You're up. Um well, thanks I for sharing. I say I was going the same way. Johnny. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Time out, time out. That, Johnny, thanks for sharing that. Sure. I will say, thanks listen, respectfully sharing. so, the Seabags will not be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, That's my God. Right. But my final four, folks, and write this down, save this, all right? You're not dethroned until you actually are dethroned, okay? Yeah. So the NFC and AFC champions will again be there. Meet in the Super Bowl. That's As great. they do every year. Every year, the NFC no, and AFC champions this meet in the Super Bowl. That's how it works. Yeah. Rams have a brand new stadium a brand new stadium opening up next year. It's not going to be easy, but we're right. going to find a way. Yeah. And, and Goff we trust. So Rams, Patriots, Super Bowl, but the final four, very unique here, final four. Packers, Rams, Patriots, guess Chiefs. What? No, no. Oh. A long shot. Oh. The Colts. Mm. I've updated. Wow. Wow. The Indianapolis Colts. Bold prediction. The Andrew Luckless so, Indianapolis Colts. The Luckless. Andrew Luckless Colts are gonna Colts are gonna get very, very lucky. Well Hey, how's that bite? By the way, that is dedicated dedicated to Derek DeGutis from Team Shore down in Lacey Township. How you doing, Derek? Hope you're hearing that. 
Okay, Ming, your own prediction. I'm going to go with a very bold prediction. I'm going to go Bills. Ooh. I like the way the Bills yes. are playing. Ooh. The they, only true New York team. They should have beat the Packers or they should have beat yeah. uh, the Patriots yep. 2 weeks ago. Yep. But it's okay. I think they got scared. They they were running a little scared at the end. Maybe playing a little rushed. And uh I'm going to go on the NFC Niners. Niners look good. Bills Niners. Wow. Bills okay. Niners. Wow. Both, like I said, Great. bold prediction. Uh, I'm not going to. Hey, listen, if this happens, we're going to give you mucho kudos, I brother. <laughs> I know. I just can't see a Patriots. What are the odds on that? Okay. I just can't see a Patriots. Well, then I don't the, know. The Patri- Bills will have to win in Gillette then. They'd have to win. They, yeah, you got to go. Unseat you, the, the Patriots in Gillette, most likely. I, I don't know, man. They're something's. They're they looking good. All right. They're, I mean, they're definitely. Looking, they didn't look bad, and they almost they won that. And they almost won that game. They should have. They should have won that game. Should have won that game. Todd, your own prediction. American uh, Football Conference. Let's go Patriots. Uh, I'll do my final four like George. Patriots and Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. Keep it going. The Raiders have and, no. Uh, <laughs> NFC. I've got. Uh, let's see. Who am I looking at here? I think uh, the Saints are a good call, Georgie. As are the as are the Packers. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Saints and Cowboys. I want to put the hex on the Cowboys. <laughs> Thank you. So you think if you if you predict them, you're going to actually jinx them? Okay. All That's right. it. That's it. Wow. Uh, the Lisa Setti jinx <laughs> on the uh, on the Cowboys. Let's see. Momo, you're up, buddy. What do you got? All right. So this is going to seem a bit crazy. Giants uh, versus Jets. The <laughs> It'll be between the Seahawks and Bears. I give it to the Bears. Wow. I think they're going to come Ooh. out of nowhere. They have a great round game. They uh, trade Trubisky solid. for Goff straight up. Goff takes him to the promised land. Yeah. And then out of the uh, AFC, we'll see uh, a, a rematch between the Chiefs and the Pats. And this um, the uh, you know, this is where we, we uh, change the mantle, and, and this is where uh, the Chiefs go. Okay, so we see the maturation of Patrick Mahomes as he this time, as he should have last year. I watched the game with Michael Ranieri and Humo in Las Vegas, and we watched that game, and it was an 11-on-13 nightmare as two of the refs suited up in Patriots jerseys and made every call they could on behalf of, of the Patriots. But this time... Yeah. You think the Chiefs are going to figure out a way to keep I, the refs from interfering? Yeah, but let's be fair; they've had opportunity over. Kill is uh, is is uh, is healthy again, right? I'm sorry. Say again. He's healthy. He's got his right cross in uh, shape. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. No, he's still on the shelf for another three or four weeks, Tyreek. Okay, so he might yeah. not be back. Just the problem the Chiefs have, all, all due right. respect but to the Chiefs, he'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be he'll be uh, rested. Problem with the Chiefs? Problem with the Chiefs, listen, all due respect to the great talent that Mahomes is, they can't stop anybody. Yeah. They can't stop anybody. You know, when you look at a true championship team, like, for example, for example, the 1999 St. Louis Rams, they not only led the league in offense, that's true, George. The greatest show on turf. They also <laughs> they also led the league in defensive takeaways, interceptions, sacks, and while they didn't lead the league in in how we call total defense, which is yards allowed, they did lead in points. Go ahead, George. Simple See, recipe, folks. That's Simple recipe, right folks. You got the fucking the motherfucking Patriots are uh, they say is potentially the best defense that they've had in years. Exactly. That's why they're it's alarming. But hit, folks. Simple recipe. 
when you can score points and you can stop people, you win. Well, I think that, I think that's how it works. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just like okay. I'm predicting this year, this <laughs> is my prediction: the NFC AFC champion yeah. will meet the NFC champion in the Super Bowl. That's and my that's, prediction. I'm go that's you, what I'm Johnny, saying. Johnny, I'm going to go you one further. Whichever team scores more points than the other team, while hold on, while holding the second team to fewer points than the first team. That's who's going to win. I love it. Problem. Mo, you've got a challenge in the prediction department, my friend. All right, we're going to move to our last bit of breaking news. It's going to be a short one. Okay, we talked a little Star Trek in a second. We're going to talk Star Wars right now. Okay, yesterday a book dropped a cover for the Spanish language version of a book called Star Wars Resistance Reborn. It's kind of a book leading into this third movie in December, coming up in a couple of months, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. What made news on the book is that it appeared an older version of Dennis Lawson, the actor playing Wedge Antilles, was on the cover of this book, fueling speculation that Billy D. Williams would not be the only original cast member coming back for this movie. Because that speculation went wild over the last 24 hours, Dennis Lawson's agent confirmed today Wedge Antilles will be back in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Whoa. Remember Wedge. He's the only person that, that besides, besides Luke and Chewbacca that survived both battles of the Death Star. Okay, the first one, and he also, of course, survived the Battle of Hoth. He was in all three original movies. He's one of the greatest pilots the Rebellion's ever seen. Uh, and in real life, of course, Dennis Lawson is the uncle of Ewan McGregor, who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequels. George, what I wanted was your hot take on this Star Wars yeah, news. I, I know nothing about this. Was Chewbacca the hairy guy? No, he was the little green ah, guy. He was the little who's green. the guy with all the fur, like cousin it. I, folks, I know nothing about Star Wars, but I know plenty about some stuff coming up. That's right. That's right. So this is big news, man. This is big news. Because, huge. Because you know we got Billy D here. He's yep. he's looking smooth in that trailer. He is. Okay, and now we've got uh, Wedge Antilles. So Mo, uh, have you seen the Last Jedi yet? Are you caught up on the Star Wars movies yet? <laughs> The Force Awakens. Have uh, we seen that I, one yet? I saw the first twenty minutes. What was the middle one again? <laughs> <laughs> was that was that Rogue Eighteen or something? Uh, anyway, so that that was big news that was confirmed today. Um, we're putting an end to Sean, this. What uh, real quick combat yeah. trivia? What where where from where does Wedge Antilles hail? Is he Corellian? He is indeed. Whoa! Oh wow! <laughs> Wow. Same okay. place that Han Solo came That's from, it, brother. Nice. That's it. They turned out some good pilots over there. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, listen. Before we move into our next point, uh, we're going to talk about the first craft beer we yeah. had tonight. This is from Grim Artisanal Ales, New York City. Okay? Next Thursday, we'll be visiting there as part of our semi-annual craft beer brewery bus tour. All right. Any and all are invited and welcome. Contact me, um, but but this is called double negative. It was an imperial, it is imperial stout, and it came in nice starter for us at about ten percent. George, your take? Um, robust, and I compare it automatically to something I've poured many many times. Smittix. Oh, okay. So that's comparable to Smittix or a Guinness, but uh, more Smittix. <laughs> well, uh, so here's the thing. Here's what I would say there. Yeah. As far as that comparison, 
Um, Please wait. don't do that. I'm all over the road now. George Setti, the brewmaster for Ross Brewing. Hey. <laughs> you know, when once it's the knowledge once of, the taste hits the palate, you don't forget it. So, so, it's so all good. yeah, that's here, all that matters. What I would say about your comparison, okay, you mentioned Guinness as well, and then yeah. of course Smith. So, in terms of style. Yeah, definitely Guinness is more analogous in that they're both stouts, but this is packing a wallop at 10%. And uh, and the flavors that were coming off this, the roasted malts, these guys from Brooklyn are just doing an amazing job. It's Joe and Lauren Grimm. They're a husband and wife team over at Grimm Ales. They, they, besides turning out amazing beers, we've had a number of their sours on this show, Ming. And we say that they're primarily a sour shop. I wanted to bring something a little different this no. time, a stout. But they're also getting great kudos because they have what's being billed as perhaps New York City's most beautiful brewery tap room. So it's like a must-visit type of place. I thought this beer was great. Amazing. Uh, I didn't pick up those um, what's notes. the name of the What's the name of the brewery again? Sorry. Grim. Grim. G-R-I-M-M. Grim Artisanal Ales. If you're here next week uh, for business and you happen to cross paths with us, Todd, please jump on the brewery tour with us. Ming, your thoughts on this? Uh, I, this, these are, this is a, these are beers how I like it. Dark, full of flavor, and uh, you like know, with a, with a little punch in the face too. So, yeah. uh, oh, that is that is exactly how Ming likes his women. I didn't have enough to okay. feel the ten percent. Well, well, and and that's the beauty of it. Okay, they're such artisans that that you're not getting this boozy alcohol yeah. flavor. You're getting the robustness of it. So we're going to move on to our second beer in a moment. It's going to be from our friends over at Allagash up in Portland, Maine. It's a triple Belgian style golden ale. We're going to do that now, George. While I move to the next segment, you get this open here. That's interesting. Don't Absolutely. hit me in the eye with Hold the cork. On, me, before we move on, but Todd, uh, your beer right now. Yeah, I'll hit mine up. I've got one from, uh, you know, I've mentioned him before, a friend of the podcast, Mark Schlegel. Schlegel. Uh, on a recent trip to Colorado, picked up uh, something for me from, now this is in honor of a couple of your favorite sports figures for the gentleman in the room. This is 90 Schilling from Odell Brewing Company. We've Whoa. got uh, Odell. Okay. that right there. This is, this is in... Uh, this is in, I think, Boulder, Colorado. Where are we? Uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Wait, wait, I'm, 90 folks, shilling. I'm going to cork it's this. A, I want them to hear it. I'm sorry. All there right. you go. Sorry for the interruption, uh, Todd. Good. Right. Mazel tov. Uh, this is uh, this is a really smooth ale. I've never had this before, but delightful. Um, a little bit kind of copper. Uh, that's what's left, and it's about to go away. And uh, <laughs> down the hatch. Yeah, it's really really nice. I've never been out to uh, to this brewery, but you know, next time we're out in Colorado, let's hit it up. So now you said that's in Boulder, Colorado. Sure. Is that what you said, Todd? Boulder. Fort Collins. Fort oh, Fort Collins. Collins. Okay, yeah. So, you know, we were out to Denver last year at the GABF, the Great American Beer Fest. It actually was just this past weekend. Uh, it, it's going to confound me for the decades to come, God willing, because GABF every year is the same weekend as New York Comic Con. So last year I did the first two days of Comic Con, got in the plane, we went out to GABF. This year did not go to GABF, so was able to stay, stay back. But... But Denver next year we're all over it. The, the city of Denver is just itself inundated with amazing, amazing breweries. So when we went out to Colorado, I never even left Denver. We we just stayed there and we hit ten different breweries. So to your point, you know, there's more to the state than just Denver. Would love to get out to Fort Collins, check out Odell. I don't like that the beer is in any way associated with the bloody sock Kurt Schilling, but what can you do? Um, okay, here's our next thing, guys. We're going to talk about a brand new game, George, that is debuting tonight for the first time ever on Point Blank. The name of the game is Follow Me. 
And Todd, take us through the game. Well, first, I need a prediction from George uh, what this game is all about and how to play it. Give me a real quick, what's your estimation on follow me? Follow me? Oh, my God. It can, it can mean a variety of things, but follow me. I guess you're going to lead the way. You're going to make some sort of statement or comment, and then there must be a follow-up that contributes towards it. But I don't know which genre or topic you're going to start with. But uh, So that's all I got for you on that. All right, well, I, I got to cut you off right there because I, I don't know if Mo's been feeding you something or whatever, but that is incredibly close. What? Uh, except for not at all. It's uh, <laughs> very simple. Well, thank you, thank you. I told you I was lost. All this is, uh, and this is something that, that's going to speak to you, George. This is all about followers. How, who's got more followers? And we're going to go through. I got a couple of couple of groupings wow. here. Wow. And this will be a great who, who, segue, by the way, right into our next feature, which is social media follow of the week. So great job, Bingo. Todd. Go for it. Bingo. Here we go. Now uh, we're going to. I've got a couple in here that uh, that are you know related to the the folks in the room. So we'll, we'll just start it off with a listing of. I've got four female pop stars, and I want to know. We're, we're on Instagram now. Who has more followers? Between Lady Gaga, Cardi B, Shakira, or Zendaya? Who has oh, I forgot to mention. Think on that one for a second. Important rule that we're going to establish here. This is a game of speed. you got to pay attention. Listen to the question. Whoever thinks they've got the answer, call out your own name, and then I will, I will redirect to you to hear the answer. Okay, so, so with that, and you said Instagram is Twitter included here? Instagram no. does not include Twitter. It's, does, uh, does does it include does Instagram. it include LinkedIn? Is LinkedIn it included? Include, it includes MySpace. Okay, uh, John, 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 Cardi B, Shakira, Zendaya, and the inimitable Lady Gaga. I'm going to say John. Yes, John. What do you got? My vote is for Cardi B. Cardi B. Bodak Cardi Yellow. B is, Cardi wow. B is incorrect. Oh, I'm out. Oh, I'm going to go Gaga. No, actually. Oh, an excellent, an excellent choice. Gaga is incorrect. I was not going to say Gaga, even though you expected that from me. I was going to say Shakira because the Instagram uh, clientele or followership is not entirely Gaga-like, and uh, you know they're not as educated. Who can be Gaga-like, really? Well, there's a lot of childs involved, so they don't really go into the deep, multiple genres that Gaga performs in. Okay, so uh, that's a, that's that's a way of saying Shakira. Yeah, Shakira. Point. <laughs> Ming is is Ming playing this, or are we just doing the three of you? Go for it. Yeah, I could play. Well, I'm sorry. What was the? Uh... So so again. We, okay. We, we were oh, who's got more yeah. followers? Right. Who's, who are our selections Lady, again? Lady it, was, it, was, it was Cardi. Cardi B, Shakira, or Zendaya. There you go. I gotta go with Cardi B, man. I think she's so. Uh, so luckily for us, still, still incorrect. Ming picked really? the same person I did, which was ruled wrong. Oh, sorry. Which means by default, nobody won, and it was Zendaya. Is that really? correct? Zendaya. Zero zero points across oh the board. My Zendaya God. with six. 62 and a half million followers. That's impossible. How could she have? 59.2. Cardi B, wow. 51.6. And Lady Gaga bringing up the rear at 37 million. Basically wow. half of what Zendaya is pulling down. Wow. Yeah, but can you uh, now, can you please offer the Twitter statistics? Because I believe speaking of, uh, Gaga's got right, more well, let's Twitter let, followers. But let's let him All right, let's, yeah. let's move over to Twitter. Let's merge a couple of these thoughts. There's going to be a lot more on Gaga, folks. So stay tuned. 
We're going to move over to Twitter for a second. And speaking of Zendaya, we're going to talk about the stars of Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. Now, Zendaya's off the board because she blows everyone away. But between, get ready now, call out your own name if you know the answer. Between Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Samuel L. Jackson on Twitter, who you got? John. I, yeah, I, John. He's, I'm going to go with, even though he's been on Twitter a lot shorter time period than the other two, He's such eye candy. I've got to go with Tom Holland. Should I take answers from the others, or should we just go with? Well, the, uh, well it's, it's definitely it's definitely not Samuel. He he gets maybe a thousand likes on his on his Twitter account. Yeah. Um, who's who's the other guy you mentioned? We Jake. got Tom, Jake, Tom Holland, Jake, Jill, oh, Jill Sam Jackson. Uh, no, no, we got to go. We gotta go Holland. It's got, it's got to be Holland. We got, we got three Hollands in the mix. The answer is oh Ming. What do you got? Uh, I gotta go with Tom Holland as well. Yeah. It's a sweep. Ah, are we all wrong? Forth. The correct answer is Samuel L. Jackson. Whoa! Whoa. Shocking! Shocking! Eight point two million followers on Twitter. Tom Holland four point eight, and Jake Gyllenhaal by the way not on one hundred ten, one hundred ten not million. Not thousand, single one hundred ten followers on Twitter. How is that possible? Uh, it's, wow! That so Seti Better Days has more followers. That can't be a real account. That's got to be some kind of. <laughs> I, may not be. I struggled to try to find the real one, but uh, <laughs> no, needless no, to say, it's not Jake that, Gyllenhaal. That, that, that's some Mike Zapsic fan account, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mike Zapsic <laughs> created his own fan account, and uh, he. By the way, where is Mike tonight? Where is Mike? Mike is celebrating the birthday. <laughs> Of the lovely Julia Zapsik. Really? Where does Mike Zapsik take his wife for her uh, amazing birthday? White Castle? I don't know. (laughs) Possibly, or Joe's Crab Shack. Uh, Maybe. Which closed two years ago. Hey, Mike, 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 nice job. Live the values always. Priorities. I I like that. I like that. Uh, All right, continue. uh, continue, The board is clear. By the way, Tom Holland killing it on Instagram. 32 million to Sam Jackson's six. But on Twitter... He's got a way to go. Wow, okay. All right. I, I can Next only attribute that. Go, to- go ahead. By the way, uh, Todd, can you somehow look up the Lady Gaga Twitter follow? Or just, instead of doing that, instead of doing that, we'll let George up. present that later. But Ming, you were about to say. Oh, I was about to say, you know, Instagram, very visual medium, correct? Uh, Tom Holland, very visual, uh, you know, young man. Ladies love him. Sam Jackson, very, very vocal. His words hold more weight. <laughs> That's right. Than say, I don't think Tom Motherfucker. Holland. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam Jackson. He's well, probably I'll... hedging with Capital One or something's going on there. <laughs> Capital One's responsible for that. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Half those, are, half those are Capital One troll bots. Okay. Yeah, Sam Jackson's just a bad motherfucker. So Go ahead, Todd. Go ahead. All right. We're still waiting for someone to jump into the lead. Muhammad, this one has you all over it. This is uh, focused out in L.A. Put these five names in order of their Instagram followers. Oh, this is the impossible. five Kardashian sisters, Kim, Chloe, Courtney, Kylie, and Kendall. Ooh. Wow. In order of Instagram followers. What do you got? Creep. Oh, boy. Wow. I'm thinking Kendall's number one. Kylie is number three. I think, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kim is number two. Uh, followed by Chloe. And then Courtney, who's really the hottest. So I would actually do exactly what Mo did, except I would flip-flop Chloe and Courtney, and I would flip-flop Kylie and Kendall. I'm going to say before George answers, I'm going to say Mo was off by one. He had, if you flip flop 
one of Moe's. You got it right. Okay. Well, you heard George. mine. And, and, and just for the record, Ray J, you, know, you can I, see where he fits in, in there. That's up to you. I agree. Where, where he fits in there. I think we've all seen how he fits in. But uh, <laughs> I agree with Johnny's, Johnny's order, but I would flip-flop. I think Chloe. I'm giving Chloe high regard. So he's actually flip-flopping Chloe back to Moe's original uh, correct, position. Correct, correct. <laughs> Ming, do you have a well, I, don't, I don't even have an opinion on this. This is so inane. But <laughs> He wants to know where he can put Bruce Jenner. That's it. <laughs> you, ever, you ever watch that Wheel of Fortune where everybody guesses R? <laughs> <laughs> go, go. So wait, what do we have at the top? Uh, Kylie, Kendall, Kim. <clears throat> Who am I missing? Chloe and Courtney. If, uh, Mo, you get a, or Ming, you get a point if you can successfully name them all. I know. <laughs> well, Courtney and then Chloe. I know I'm way time. off, though, but uh, yeah. Go ahead. The younger me. ones have more of a following. Uh, we're, we're, giving, we're giving Mo a point. We're honorary point for this one. You, were, you, were, you had it except for the top two. Kim and Cl- Kylie are battling for that top spot. 148.7 million versus 148 million. That's impossible. Yeah. Separated See? by 0.7 million. He said million. Chloe, and right? if you go on Instagram, no. you both listen to 48. <laughs> I didn't hear him. No, Kim gets paid. If, if you Hold want on. Kim to tweet something. Did you say Kimmy or wait, Chloe? Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tweet. That's how many people she hits. That's right. <laughs> top, That's top. it. After you just said that, George goes, See, I was right, Chloe. <laughs> my man what is you, you guys you guys you gotta recognize the one with the k, the one with the k yeah yeah George. all right listen by the way just to satisfy george lady gaga closing in on 80 million twitter followers she's at 79.6 as of this very second okay that's a beautiful thing go stephanie okay todd what's up she may come back. She may come back in uh, later in later in the list here. By the right, way, we're the, move uh, to baseball. By the way, before, yeah, before we go before we go any further, we just have to acknowledge our good friend and future Point Blank podcast guest Michael Ranieri delivered the absolute worst five grouping by saying Kylie, Kendall, Kim, Courtney. Courtney. So since Courtney, and Courtney. So so Courtney. Michael is out and has proved that George does not have to be in last place. Go ahead, Todd. All right, let's switch over to baseball. Put these. <laughs> George, you can take a first stab at this. Put these five in order. All right, in order of Instagram followers, we got Aaron Judge, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Jose Reyes. And the entire New York Mets organization, New York, the official account of the New York Mets. Stop. What do you got? Stop. All right. I'll, I'll take a first stab at it. Um, wow. Trout, Trout's got to be number one. He's ridiculously popular. Um, native of uh, South Philly, right? Uh, so, well, South, South Jersey, but so, close to Philly. Yeah. South Jersey. Where's the Jersey on the border, border of Philly. Exactly. Exactly. South, South Jersey, border of Philly. Uh, so Trout. Yeah, Gino. Give me the names again, Todd. I'm sorry. I was distracted by yep. Johnny. Aaron Judge, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Jose Reyes, and the New York Mets official tw- uh, Instagram account. Okay, the Mets, a bottom bottom level, the Mets. Uh, Trout, Trout. It's fucked up. Uh, Bryce Harper, uh, Aaron Judge. Actually, excuse me, Trout, Judge, Harper, Jose Reyes, Mets organization. You had it. You had it, and you blew it. Damn. I'm not gonna say oh, what, oh, oh, oh. what you changed. Oh, so it's Trout. So excuse me, Trout, Bryce Harper, Judge, 
Reyes Mets organization. That that is my five. Booyah! Well, you just said that arrangement. That's my exact five. Oh, okay. So let's see the results here. Muhammad, we've, we've got anything you want to tweak in that list. We do have Pat Kawula. Before you vote, Mo, do you want to know Pat Kawula? Yeah. Okay, Pat's saying he would put Harper before Trout. Oh, interesting. Mine to reiterate, and I think it's the same as George's. I'm going Trout, Harper, Judge, Reyes, Mets. That is correct. Oh! oh. Wow! Wow! With one, with one tweak, you could also have gone Trout, Harper, Reyes, Judge, and Mets. Reyes and Judge, exactly the same, 1.1 million followers. Wow. And, and by the way, and, and you know a what? Hedge, a hedge. Yeah, a hedge. A yeah. Hedge. And by the way, if you, I don't know if you know this about uh, Trout. The reason why twa- Trout's on wow. top, he literally calls his mother every single night. And does he put that on Instagram? I appreciate anybody who loves his parents like he does. Okay. The magnitude of his success for him to call his mom. Just to say, Mom, I love you. It's a beautiful thing. Sure. He's one of the good guys. He's a good guy. Good guy. Mr. Gio said he likes good Gio's. guys. All right. So, uh, Todd, is, 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 do we have any more on uh, on on follow me or right. we're gonna do we're gonna do one more we're gonna do one more Mets and honor the Mets uh, I shit on them a little bit uh, why, why are we honoring them <laughs> why not Dave so King. Noah Syndergaard obviously very active on very uh, active. on Instagram but between just call out your name between uh, these four who's got the most followers Pete Alonso X Met Matt Harvey Jonas Cespedes or Jake Degrom. <laughs> Ooh, I first? feel like the Jake Degrom. Going to the I would I would guess Degrom as well. I, I would imagine Degrom. I'm sorry. Can you say the four again? Pete Alonso, former Batman Matt Harvey, Yenis Cespedes, or Jake Degrom. Uh, you know I might go Harvey. In his in his heyday, you know he's pretty popular, and Alonso no he couldn't even get paid more than uh, Benia this year, so. <laughs> it's it's a it's a landslide the grom you know why because the grom his name is on espn all the time cespedes is definitely the collar he's last uh harvey is oh, done God. all right and alonzo is hot here's the thing do but, people unfollow people because if not I would say Harvey would probably take the lead. Well, people block people or unfollow, correct. Okay, well, Todd, go ahead and reveal. We've got Pete Alonzo has 197,000 followers. Matt Harvey has 150. Jonas Cespedes has 178. And Jake DeGrom, 22,000. Oh, oh, my God, last place. Last place. Wow. So, wait, was that the polar bear in first place right there? It just shows that I'm a Yankee fan. I mean, Jesus Christ. And that's more than I ever wanted to speak about the Mets. All right, let's get into our social media follows of the week. (laughs) Great game, Todd. Great game. I look forward to playing with Mike Zapsick, that very avid (laughs) social media uh, uh, savvy type of guy. I I look forward to playing it when Mike is back in the studio. But right now, we're going to segue into our own social media follows of the week. Remember, guys, here's the rules. Any account on any social media platform, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, 
Go ahead and give us your recommendation of an account that you think that we should be following. Maybe they do interesting content. Maybe uh, uh, they're entertaining, funny, <clears throat> witty. Maybe uh, it's titillating. It could be something that you think that other people should be following. And I think for this, we're going to start with our very own guest from Past the Wire, George Setti. Geo right. Setti, go thank, for it. Thank you so much, Johnny. I really appreciate it. Guys, I'm going to offer you a, a very unique follower uh and following say, and say the platform so make it bring it yeah up. yeah by, by the way this is on instagram and you know what i have to use every opportunity to talk about the brilliance of gaga oh jesus so this instagram following right here is lady underscore gaga underscore facts oh okay bring I, it up i like this now one thing i love about this me being an original Stephanie Germanata fan going back to Red and Blue 2006, mm. I can appreciate the content of this because this is somebody who passionately prepares very specific collages. Speaking of Lady Gaga facts. So Lady underscore Gaga underscore facts. facts. And the beauty about this for those folks, for those who want to know lots more about Lady Gaga beyond something I'm going to talk about in great detail later, Star is Born. Go to this, follow. Uh, I ac actually had to correct her a few times, but my point I'm making... Wait, you corrected Lady Gaga facts on their facts? Yeah, there was something that was needed to be tweaked. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of like a big deal. Yeah. No, no, yeah, exactly. So my point I'm making here... Most of the content, I would say 99.5% of the content is good. You want to learn more? Go to the Instagram, follow. I think she's at somewhere in the area of 23, 24,000 followers, maybe 21. 21.8. There you go. It's growing. It's a great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you said 21.8. Yeah. Okay, so this is a rival for Ross Brewing. I think, I could be wrong, we crossed around 21,000. And check today. it out. And she writes very well. She gives the hardcore facts. And she gets into the Gaga family, which is a beautiful thing. Oh, we're at 20.8. Okay, so there are a full yeah. thousand ahead of us. So I have a new target. I want to beat Lady Gaga facts. But God, give, can you give us an example of a fact here, Ming? Uh, yes. Uh, let's let's go with this. Um, no, that's not a good one. Uh, right here. One year ago today, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper released... A Star is Born soundtrack. Well, that's a momentous occasion. Oh, and we're going to talk lots more about that soundtrack and a lot more oh, about God. Gaga. But I don't want to take the time away from my gentlemen friends here. Well, we appreciate that. It's a great social media yeah. follow of the week. If you're a big fan of Lady Gaga or if you just want to know more about her, what's this fact right here, Ming? Uh, Lady Gaga claims that she gets a sick adrenaline rush every time she hears Perfect Illusion. That's beautiful. Look And look at that. Look at that picture. Ming, show that one more time. That's Gaga. That's passion. That's beautiful. I would say that picture is very Gaga-esque. Oh, my God. I mean, come on, guys. Okay. So, uh, well, that's certainly a social media <laughs> follow of the week. That's lady underscore Gaga underscore facts on Instagram. Yes. Todd, we're going to throw it out to you, your social media follow of the week. Yes. All right. In, in, in honor of Mike not being here, I'm going to do two, but I'm going to do them quick. Oh, my God. I'm going to go high. I'm going to go high. I'm going to go low. The highbrow one is uh, a, some, based on a project I've been working on at work with respect to uh, helping recycle plastics waste. I've got one called Take Three for the Sea. Take Three, the number three, for the sea. Which platform this is, is this? This is Sorry, these are on Instagram, both of these, Instagram. 
Uh, and this is a, an, an organization I just learned about. You'll see there the second picture is of a gentleman holding up three fingers. He is uh, CEO and co-founder Tim Silverwood based outside Sydney, Australia. And he started this organization basically that says every time you go to the beach, just grab three things and, and take them with you. And from that simple idea, he has led a global movement to help clean up the beaches of, uh, of the world. And that could be, you know, from the sea, from the woods, from your local park. Just pick up three things next time you go out for a walk. So have a think about it. See what you can do. And, uh, and you know, just doing a little plug. Wait, can can, can you spell the exact spelling on the account? No, he's, he's got it. Uh, my browser's being a... Uh, okay, it's, so it's... it's Take three take for the sea as in sea. For the sea as in the sea that you swim in or the turtles swim in. And the three is the number three. Take three for the sea. The idea is. Um, and so you're going and you see three garbage items and you take you just pick up three things, take them with you. Get it off the beach. Anytime you go to the beach, just take, pick up a wrapper, a straw, you know, whatever you see, and then take it with you. If everyone does that, next thing you know, we got some clean beach. Okay, so. now listen. Before, before Ming, don't scroll up yet. Don't scroll up yet. Can you hover over a couple of pictures here? I want to get an idea of how many likes they get. That's about a thousand. That's how many? Five thousand. They're so all over the map on their like count that I cannot accurately predict their follower count. So here's what I'm going to do instead. Don't look. Oh, you already scrolled up. Okay. No, no, no. no, no. I, I'm going to say. I'm going to guess I'm going to take the mean of the six pictures you just hovered over uh, 2400 I'm going to say that's going to be roughly 5% am I correct in saying that it, there's no way they can be this many are they are they at it can't it can't be it can't be is, so is it is it 1.2 million Hundred thirteen thousand. Close. You were close. Yes. It, it was a factor of ten. That's what I meant to say. Factor of ten. Actually, I was I was right on by my math. Just all right. Well, listen, that's great. So real real quick, yeah. So you know, do it next time you go to the beach. Pick up three things. Take three for the sea. Take a picture of it. Post it on here. There you go. That's the highbrow one. Then I'm going to go really quickly lowbrow. Uh, this is a very simple. This isn't someone to follow. This is a hashtag on Instagram. Hashtag that looks like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, by the way, I, I have to use this opportunity to give you incredible kudos, my friend. John Ross, the intern, and his friends, they're a loving look at that Russian. They, they, the, the, you're, look at you're, this Russian. Look at this Russian. Russian. Your social media follow of the week last week. <laughs> it's still paying dividends. But, but, but. But look at this now. That looks this like is, a dick. This is insanity. Make the picture on the left between the chopsticks. What is that? I have to defer to you as as a, as a, our resident Chinese uh, chopstick user. What no, the, 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 this right here? What is that? I, now, some of them are a little more on the nose, so to speak, than others. Uh, it looks like a baby but, corn but, gone bad. <laughs> I couldn't even fathom what this is. I've never eaten this. I guess this must be some kind of sauce. Chinese sausage or something? <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> Chinese well, that's sausage. The, I, I, it, even, it even has a little cutout for the urine to come out. Oh, there. My, oh god. my god! Well, go ahead. Go down where. Peppa, scroll down to the Peppa Pig cookies next to the ear. They're both great. I'm, I'm but Todd, I must ask, how'd you stumble across this site? It's, oh yeah! Uh, <laughs> whoa! Oh my god! Nailed yeah. it! Nailed what the it! Hell? <laughs> Wow, this combines two things great. Looks like a dick and the nailed it meme. Awesome, awesome. And is that Jack Black? Who, who is that there in the shades? Uh, just some woman, but... Uh... <laughs> Jack Black. 
more rows. Two more rows to a, to a gentleman wearing an Air Force jacket. I think that's a steering wheel. But uh, where's that? Are we you going, never know. Are we going down or two up? More row, that's it, right here. Two more rows. Oh. <laughs> He could be an exceptionally gifted individual. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know personally, but uh, that's for lovely Suzanne to talk about. Okay, well, listen, this is great. Mo, your own social media follows of the week. Todd gave us two winners here, buddy. Kind of kind of broke the rules, but it was worth it. What do you got, pal? <laughs> all right, so all summer long, I've been working on my winter body, and now that it's uh, we're heading into winter, I'm working on my summer body. So if you go to <laughs> Cheers to summer bodies, man. Right. Oh. If, you, if you go to Twitter, that's fucking it's amazing. Ultimate hard bod. Ultimate hard bod on Twitter. And what you'll see there are basically uh, pictures that you would see in like Flex magazine. And this is are these men or women? Uh, is this going to get me very excited right now? Yeah. This is uh, is this going to be a little Anna Sherry? You see about 35, uh, oh, 35 inch biceps. On a woman? <laughs> oh, these are frightening. That one looks good. How to reduce and eliminate your capital gains tax. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a hedge, too. <laughs> total, total hedge. Here's the problem yeah, I need to have some capital gains to be able to take advantage. Seven bucks on the magazine just to. Uh, Head to this account, and you get plenty of, uh, of pictures. Now, this, Mo, is this a site that's uh, made up of juice heads of some sort? <laughs> Artificial uh, I would, injections? I, I would say of all of us, Geo spends the most time in the gym, and uh, you're probably surrounded, and you, as you have been for decades, a good amount of juice heads. Yeah, absolutely. But you've never crossed over to the dark side yourself. Absolutely, never not. not um, uh, I eat and drink what I want. I'm a great white shark. Train hard. Okay. Wow. Drinking the vitamins, saying the prayers. So now, are we having a little Twitter issue ourselves here, Ming? Yes, here we go. Oh. You're, you're better off for it. Now, Mo, you said 35-inch <laughs> biceps. That doesn't exist in the free world. But that's bigger than even the, the Hulkster himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Hulk, at the peak of Hulkamania, he had 26-inch you, you need a lot more than prayers and vitamins for that. You <laughs> 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 need, and need maybe like an extraterrestrial of some sort. <laughs> Once, once, I, once I've achieved what you see on this uh, account, I'll be ready for that race we all want to go on. Oh. We'll, be, we'll be posting pictures of, of Muhammad. Ultimate hard bots. Soon wow. Oh, there's some ladies. Okay. Okay. All right. There. All right. Well, she's in good shape. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, so far, right. so great. Okay. Very fit Rough. gluteus max. Oh. Uh, now, how do you work out those muscles? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> I've never found that appealing. I, I don't believe that is a level of connectivity. I think it's uh, something that should Ming's be reducing it. We need him to be maximizing it, but that's okay. Interesting, interesting. So I, what I wonder, Mo, oh, okay, now she's very fit. What I'm wondering is how many of these hard bods are right there on the, uh, the Santa Monica Pier or the Venice Beach Boardwalk so that uh, while you're out and about and, and, and going in the immediate vicinity of Irvine, greatest city in America, are you able yeah. to see some of these hard bods in person? Well, most of them aren't in Newport Beach. God I've bless looked, her. Uh, long and hard. I think that most of them are Very hard, in I'm sure. Which is which is uh, quite close, actually, to Playa Vista, uh, which will be my new home in a couple of months. 
Wow. Okay. All right. So listen, you're going to get hard. Uh, you may already be hard. People could be hard watching the site right now. <clears throat> and then um, and then you're going to get out there and get into a workout regimen with some of these candidates here. So, uh, so well, basically, this is ladies only, it looks like. That's a good thing. And that's certainly defining it. Some of them, I would say, might be in what we would classify <laughs> as the intersex area. Um, but but I could have been could have been born uh, biologically female and then identify in some different way at this point. But um, oh, but in any way, wow, it's all good. In all any good. way, they can certainly crush me between their pecs. That's for sure. Correct, Mo. Mo but it, there's an absence of true connectivity <laughs> on this page. Can you explain to the audience what that means? How about this? Uh, you want to see connectivity, uh, Ming? If you will, go to Instagram. Put. Wait, Anna Sherry. Did you already go? No, no, no. Well, well he, Mo's asking a question. Go to Instagram, Anna Sherry. How do, how do you spell that? A N, I believe, A N A C H E R I. Uh, pure connectivity. A wonderful lady. The only rule to social media yeah. follows a week is that there are no rules. Go ahead, George. Oh. By the way, Susie Coco oh, says she's coming in. She's creating an Instagram account, juice heads of some sort. Stay this, tuned. Stay this, tuned. ladies and gentlemen, is connectivity <laughs> because uh, she's healthy, robust, not skinny. Oh, she's no skinny mini, that's for sure. And uh, this is uh, very appealing. That's it. Bring it up. Bring it up. Show a little more. So uh, That's what she said. That's yeah. the definition of connectivity. Are those donuts? No, no, they're pumpkins. All right, never mind. I got excited for <laughs> I got excited Perhaps for this will be a, 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 a social media follow uh, of the week. Another. Uh, well, sure. Another we can time. bring it back. All right, listen. Future episode, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my own. I'm going to go. By, by, by the way, she's a good girl, too. You got to read her story. Okay. Well, we'll focus. Her calls her mom every night. Yes, every night. <laughs> just, just, just. You like love Mike. your parents. You're a good person. Just like Mike Trout. Okay, here's mine, Ming. And it is Instagram. We're going a completely different direction. Okay, it's at I, as in the letter I, Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T, Oliver, O-L-I-V-E-R. So what is this? Garrett Oliver is the world-renowned brewmaster for Brooklyn Brewery. Now, Brooklyn Brewery will also be part of our, our brewery bus tour next week. It's actually the culminating spot. And um, and Garrett is their world-renowned brewmaster. He has been for decades, um, author of the Brewmaster's Table. Um, but here's the thing. If you look at his Instagram account, you're going to say, well, when is this guy brewing any beer? Because all he does is live the life that all of us want to live. He's traveling the world. Uh, ostensibly sourcing ingredients from from Europe, from Asia, from Africa. Um, go ahead and scroll down. It, it's it's essentially a travel log of the best foods in the world, the best beers in the world, and at times non beers, the best spirits and wines, depending on which region he's in. And uh, he's sort of serving almost as a goodwill ambassador for all of American craft beer, not just for Brooklyn Brewing. So he'll be in Japan. You know, uh, they're, they're, they're doing shots of sake, and he's pouring American craft beer. And uh, as you can see, it's just great food. So if you're into food, if you're into drink, if you're into travel, all things I'm into, uh, with a little, little, little helping of beer mixed in there, this is the account. Uh, he, this guy is is the epitome of doing it right. And I'm going to actually announce right now, uh, uh, I'm not sure how many followers he has, Mink. You can go back up to the top there and just let us know. Uh, was he at 
21.7. So ahead of Ross Perot. Slightly ahead, but Garrett uh, has confirmed that this year in 2019, as soon as the beer fest season is over in another month or so, he will be making the trip down and joining us on the no. air. Yes, yes. Fantastic. Yes, yes. So that's going to be a great episode. Amazing. And uh, uh, if we can count on anything, he's going to be bringing some great beer with him as well. So that's my own. Ming, we were waiting uh, on you. I'm going to go to Instagram. Uh, the uh, the handle is a Z as in Z as in Z Z baby. Uh, S C Entertainment. Pretzel roll. Z S C Entertainment. Z S C Entertainment. Uh, this is uh, me and Mike's, and sometimes Brian Johnson's uh, booking agent for conventions. What? And uh, just announced. Wait, who's that right there? This is Jeff Anderson. Yeah. Clerks, wow. Uh, known recluse, really has never yeah. done any events. Uh, hasn't really been seen out. Well, now they just announced uh, Clerks Three. Yeah. Here, so so uh, let me give you a story here. Uh, our agent uh, set up a private signing. <laughs> Uh, from a company called Lilu Multiprops. Mm-hmm. Um, um, somehow they recruited Jeff. Then I think Jason Muse wanted in. Then I think Kevin wanted in. And if you know the story, Kevin and Jeff had not really talked in a while. Uh, Jeff was kind of the roadblock on the road to Clerks 3. Yep. And uh, all three of them got into a room. They signed. There's a clerk skate deck out there. Uh, they, they have a signed bunch of posters, which you can buy on the Lilu Multiprops website. And I guess they talked, hashed it out. Uh, clerk 3 is now going to happen now that they're all on the same page. Amazing. And now, Adondo's uh, still looking for a walk-on part. Yeah, and I, th- I, I was always hoping that uh, Jeff uh, would start doing cons. I was like, why not? Yeah, right. Why not? Income why? stream. Yeah, <clears throat> income stream. But I think a lot of fans would love to meet him. Uh, uh, Randall, his, the Mandel. Autograph was very hard to obtain. He yep. never did any public appearances. I don't know if he signed auto. I, I, he was rarely seen in public. And I think the last time we saw him, he was at a, a Vulgarthon in 1998, maybe. Wow. When uh, he was premiering his movie called Now You Know. 20 years ago. Yes. But uh, I think through a series of events, uh, he's, he will be attending conventions, it looks like, which is great. That's uh, awesome. So I hope, uh, um, you know, we'll Maybe be- something's changed in his life. Listen, he, he had this epiphany when he spent the day with Kevin and Jay, as yep. you say. The result of that, we all saw it live on Instagram, yep. was they announced Clerks 3 is happening. Yep. So we're pretty stoked about yep. that. And now he's doing cons. He's with ZSC Entertainment. Uh, this is great. So you're definitely going to see him out in the concert. I, yeah, I think so. So uh, 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 Juliet, who is our, our, the head of ZSC, Yes, see our, our booker also has Brian O'Halloran, Jason Muse, mm-hmm. uh, Marilyn Gigliotti, Scott Schiavo, basically the whole clerk's Geo Geosetti, he's available, looking yeah. for representation as we speak. And, uh, you know, you never know, uh, you know, right now Kevin doesn't sign autographs and conventions. <clears throat> he only goes, goes and does Q&As. Yep. The occasional photo op, if it's with Jason Muse, who knows? He may come and sign one day as well. Look, can we scroll and see some of the other uh, representatives? Uh, a lot of she has a lot of Walking Dead cast members. Uh, Cooper Andrews. Oh, our good friend Cooper. Yeah, for sure. Did great in the premiere this week. Yeah. Um, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker is her is her wow. big client. Sean Gunn, the legend. 
Who's that in the king? Look at that intensity. Yeah, that's Cooper. There's Andrew. Cooper right Cooper, there, yeah. yeah. Uh, Randy Havens, a.k.a. Mr. Clark from Stranger Things. Oh, sure. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people. Scott Patterson, who plays Luke from uh, Gilmore Girls. So, that, a lot of people. Oh, Scott Patterson has a lot, a lot. And more than that, there's for a, sure. There's a lot of moms that are loving Scott oh, Patterson. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. Now, is that Jason right there? That is Jason. They, he's represented by ZSCSO. Yeah, for sure. So, she's she's got the whole family. All right. Keep but it in the family. this is big news for any... Absolutely. Anybody in the Viewerskew family. As soon as you put this up, and I see right here. I mean, this is amazing. And uh, it looks like the news is coming fast and furious in the Jeff Anderson world. Yeah. So, uh, you know, who who knows who could come up next? Yep. That's one I thought was maybe almost impossible. Yeah. You, you almost wrote it off completely. Almost. But now, you know, we got Ben Affleck doing conventions, Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> doing a convention, Michael Keaton. Doing- <laughs> I just heard about that. Doing his first convention in, in uh, San Antonio. In, oh, Texas. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. This is unreal. Yeah. Alamo City Comic Con. Batman himself is coming to a convention. This Maybe means, George and I will take a ride down means, to San Antonio. This means anyone, uh, you know, the, the kind of the white whales out there now. Robert Downey Jr. has never done a convention. Robert Downey Jr. Could certainly do one. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has never done a convention. Robert Downey in the news today saying Ryan, Ryan Re- Reynolds will eventually do a convention. I, I believe so. so but so, Robert Downey Jr.? I so two things, two things. Number one, Robert Downey. Hey, I'm and then, sorry, guys. Yep. Guys, sorry, I got I to gotta sign off now. All right, so do you want to give us your be, – be, before we go, or just yeah. send a text. Send a text after you go. Send us your top three movie remakes, okay? We'll read it live on the air, okay? And, safe, and your parting shots. And, and, and safe flight. All right. No, be safe. Safe flight. Be good at the airport. And uh, You're you know. no longer on the no-fly list. Is that correct? I guess correct. Okay, all right. Wait, 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 Mo, Mo, I hope you sit next to somebody in flight that is small and does not smell. There you go. Well, uh, what about the person he's sitting next to? Yeah. Okay, do me a favor. Um, open that up there. You're going to need to break the wax. And and, and, and listen, a couple of things. As I just said, Robert Downey in the news today, he declined to campaign for an Oscar. Uh, he really thought that would not be a good look. And, uh, and, um, and we're going to get to our next segment. And our next segment is the often requested top three. You know how top three works. You're going to go right here. Top three, ladies and gentlemen. Top three. You know, in the days leading up to broadcast, we're going to mention. We're going to mention out on the point blank page, maybe in the Essential Guy Talk group, maybe in the New Jersey Craft Beer group, maybe in the Bad Husband Material group. Maybe maybe on John's personal page and some other personal pages, we're going to put the question out there. It's a different topic every week. And the only rule, again, to top three is there are other rules. It's up subject to interpretation. So this week, it was top three movie remakes. Great topic. Not, I, I, thank you for saying Great that. Great topic. We have to inadvertently, adjacently, accidentally give the lovely Suzanne credit because we took a ride this past weekend on a DC. I'll talk about that during my parting shot. But we were listening to some songs uh, on the Sirius XM radio and um, and she's like, wow, that's a great remake. She goes, that should be a top three for you. Somehow that got bastardized in my in my uh, you know circus of a brain into movie remakes and that became our topic. But in any event, what I can tell you is that we received a total of 
224 votes. Amazing. 224 votes for top three movie remakes. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to reveal the fan and audience, listener, viewer of Point Blank results right after we go around the room and give our panel's votes. So it's only fair <clears throat> that we exemplify some courtesy and go to our guest, George, Giorgio, Gas, George the Animal, Gio Setti, and give us your top three movie remakes. And I'm sure you're going to surprise us at number one. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're going to – I'm going to keep you folks uh, in suspense for number one, but I will start off with my third – Best, the third best. That's how it works. All right, third best movie remake. I'm gonna go back to uh, a very funny film. By the way, my top three actually make up three different genres of movies, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, Yeah, it shows that I'm very versatile. He's very versatile. I'm a movie buff. Very versatile. I'm not partial to any one sector or genre. So anyway, without further ado, almost impartial. My top, my top three. Movie remakes. Can you see me? Hey, what do you say to everybody? Um, yeah, I can see you. The Out of Towners. <laughs> the Out of Towners. Out of Towners original. The Jack Lemon movie? Jack Lemon going back to, I believe it was the late 60s or early 70s. I can see that. Very funny film about a businessman coming to New York of all places for an interview. And actually, when you think about it, if you haven't seen this, folks, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Absolutely. It's a Murphy's Of all places for a businessman to go, New York. Correct. So the original was Jack Lemmon, and then it was uh, remade into, I believe it was Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn. Yes. By the way, I love Goldie Hawn. I always liked her. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, So to me, it's one of the better comedy remade movies. That's my number three. So you laughed at least as hard at the remake as you did at the original. Absolutely, absolutely. And I've seen both several times. I'd say somewhere in the area of three or four times. Okay, so I'm going to admit something right now. Which is a prerequisite of of how many times I can actually watch a movie. Well, of course. So I've actually never seen the remake. I've seen the original. You know, my aunts uh, that I grew up with, you know, I was very privileged to grow up in a house with my great aunts. It's a uh, uh, multi-family dwelling. And so they were big fans. We watched a lot of Jack Lemmon movies, a lot of Bob Hope movies, and uh, um, uh, Tony Curtis, you know. So so I saw the original. I've never actually seen the remake. Yeah, and you know what? Do you remember Steve Martin? Have you ever seen... uh, Planes... Talk right into the mic. Planes, trains, and automobiles? I've heard of it, With John Candy? Yeah. All right. He's very much like that in this movie completely uh, exasperated everything's I, going wrong exhausted uh, fed up funny okay funny so that's my number three best remake excellent your number two my number two I'll tell you guys uh, I think most of you will agree uh, Cape Fear now the oh. beautiful thing about Cape Fear uh, before you before yeah. you, I'm gonna tell you that's not the only time we're gonna hear about Cape Fear tonight okay. go ahead buddy alright so Cape Fear and if folks if you haven't watched the original and you've only seen the the remake with the Robert De Niro. You have to see the original. Go see that one. The beautiful thing about this movie, not only did it keep the suspense at a high level. I'm sorry, Johnny. Not only did it keep the suspense at a high level, but they bring back the music that is so compelling. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Now he talks into the mic. Right. Okay. So, sorry, Compelling. folks. But they bring the music and, and as a hedge. Yes. They bring back. Both. Gregory Peck and Robert Mitchell. Correct. Up, excuse me. 
A third one, Martin Balsam, Ooh. in different, unique roles. So to bring back- And that's what you want from a remake, right? You're going to have a call back to the original, yeah. acknowledge what came before, but build on it. Yeah, and it's so suspenseful. When you think of De Niro, we all know De Niro, his body of work, but Chancellor, <laughs> Chancellor, and Nick Nolte, Nick uh, Nolte in a movie. He's genuinely afraid. Hits yes. out of the park, man. He's he's absolutely afraid of this man. And what's the name of the young girl again? Was uh, it Juliette Lewis? Juliette Lewis. Now mm. she's a beautiful woman. She's just a teenager then. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could relate because now I have my Sammy at 19. Yeah. You know. So she's a teenager. Yeah, yeah. My point I'm making, but to have a absolute crazed maniac that the Robert De Niro was in a movie, Katie, yep. Katie, yep. Yep. for him to come on to a, a young teenage girl. There's something well, wrong there. Yeah, yeah. And it bothers me, but it makes you think that that's what can happen out there, you know, but it will never happen with my Sammy. But okay. great, well, great, that's... great number, number two. Dark turn there, but yeah, let's get to your number one remake. All right, my number one remake. I like his Wait, own assessment of how great his pick was for number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great <laughs> pick, great pick. Great pick. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, I know. I right, listen, and I'm I'm not being partial here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, listen, I'm all heart. I tell it like it is. You know, my number one remake masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Parent Trap. Compelling. <laughs> uh, compelling. Romantic, emotional, is a star is born. A star is born. A star. You're is talking born. about, of course, the 1954 Judy Garland. I thought you meant the, the 1977 Mason. version with Chris Christopherson. That's the remake you're talking about. Uh, no, I, I spent a minute. Listen, in all due respect, Barbara Streisand. Version. In all due respect to two wonderful ladies of of, of, of music Stop and Judy had great pipes. Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand. With all due respect to them, the 2018 Star Is Born remake. Mm-hmm. Not only is Bradley Cooper, Andrew Dice Clay, Sam Elliott, absolutely wonderful Killed in it. their roles, absolutely killing it. But the brilliance of Gaga in song, in emotion, as Ali, as Ali in heart. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen this movie yet, George, have you seen it? I have George, seen this are movie. At? Where by, are we at in the count? Uh, by the way, I am officially at all versions, all versions, the encore and all, on the big screen and in my the privacy of the SETI compound, mm-hmm. sixty-four God. times. Sixty. Four wow. times. I have seen this 64 times. Wow. Now, by the way, the reason why. Yeah, why? I've how taken in times, that many times. How many times, times are you clothed when you watch that in the city? <laughs> no, no, no. I spent. By the way, it's two things. Not only do you get a great uh, script and a great movie experience, emotion, love, passion, mm-hmm. uh, intrigue, the yeah. perils of drug abuse and alcoholism. Very perilous. Not only do you get all of that. But you get to watch Gaga in performance. It's part of what you pay for the ticket, yeah. Yeah, so how can I not see it this many times? Let me I ask you a question. Ladies and gentlemen, I saw it in the big screen it 64 times. by myself five times because I did not want to be interrupted. Wait, wait, you saw it five times by yourself. So 59 times you've seen it with someone. No, 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 excuse me, I sped. Sorry. I saw it each time the in the theaters. Yeah, the first five times in the theater without interruption by myself. On the same day. No, no, different. I saw it uh, before it was released. Oh, sorry. I was one of those people fortunate enough to see the pre-screening. Oh, one of those people. Yeah, now, yeah. let me ask you a question. You've seen it 64 times. 
What would it take? What would have to happen? What is the set of circumstances for you to wake up, maybe this Saturday, maybe next Tuesday, and say, I'm going to watch it a 65th time. What would cause that to happen? Okay. First of all, you I always believe you live in the moment. Yeah. And if, if you want to be emotional. Tomorrow's never promised, George. Tomorrow's never promised. Uh, be emotional. It's proof that you're alive. When you, when Put your you head f- in the sand. Yeah, 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 exactly. When you think, when you're looking, when you're searching for better days, all right, the story of Jack and Allie. Right on your hat. All right. The love is like. Rose well, and Jack in Titanic. Ultimately ahead. By the way, I have to get into that in a second. Out. The love is similar to the passion and the instantaneous affection as Rose and Jack in the Titanic. Oh. But when you think about this, the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice of Bradley Cooper, Jack, he knew. And by the way, every time I see the, the movie, I want to I want to hit that manager. I want to yeah. knock him out because it bothers me because Jack was recovered. Yeah. He made, he found a new way. And it was because he, the other guy got in his ear. It bothers me, but that's what took his life. And he had to do that. By the way, folks, if you haven't seen the movie, seriously, tomorrow. Spoiler alert. See the movie. Why wait? Happy end. Why wait? See it tonight. And go, yeah, see it tonight. But you got to see the encore as well, because the encore is a hedge. And it has even more songs. More songs. 15 minutes more viewing. Just wonderful Gaga. By the way, seriously. Gaga, listen, all due respect to Glenn Close. Yes. Wonderful actress. There's no doubt in my mind she got the Academy. By the way, oh, let me finish. Don't, no don't. one's interrupting you. <laughs> except, folks, your, except yourself. Wait, wait, t- folks. Big, big, can we cut the mic? Guys that are, <laughs> Todd, guys that are close to me, that yes. know my heart. All right? I've been in Stephanie Germanana's quarter since 2006. Mm-hmm. All right? Red and blue. I saw the whole thing coming. That's why I've seen it so many times, because... I saw the production of Star is Born number three, or the remake, before it was in production. But, but you can take solace here. While yeah. she lost out on the Best Actress Oscar to Glenn Close, she still took home the Oscar for what? Best song. You got that Absolutely. right, buddy. And, and folks, ladies and gentlemen, the soundtrack to this movie, absolutely one of the best have you played 70 minutes. It's right here. This thing, right by the way, this is my used copy. My new copy hasn't even been opened yet. Oh, you keep a new mint copy at all times. I have a late model car. This has been played habitually in my car. (laughs) It's 70 minutes of joy. Just listen to the vocals. You know, you don't even have to. You don't even have to be a Gaga fan to appreciate her vocals. What does that mean? <laughs> you don't drive a Ford Model T. All right, listen. Thank you. We we we. No, one more thing. Oh, one more right. thing. So one anyway, thing. go see the Star Is Born. It's my number one remake. That's the same thing. All right, one more thing. One more thing. Two movies. I have to mention this, and I'm going to give it to the oh, fine panel. Two movies that should have been remade. Before you mention that, we just yeah. want to say welcome to Nick Franco and Mike Riccardi. Go ahead. And by the way. <laughs> and Jorge Vergara. Well, some ahead. of my following actually on this uh, uh, thread I'm here. sure they all are. Go ahead. Guys, I love you for staying with me. Uh, believe in Gaga. So we've got your top three, but you have an asterisk. Yeah, I have an asterisk and an add-on that I'm going to release the mic and just listen on to these uh, wonderful gentlemen here. All right. The asterisk is Titanic, a movie I absolutely adore. James Cameron, brilliant love story. But you know what it is? Johnny, in the, in previous discussion prior to the show, he said that, Gio, it's not a true remake. So, But I want to put a little asterisk because the movie won 10 Academy Awards. By the way, excuse me. Um, won 10 Academy Awards. 
And we all know that the movie's just a wonderful... Spent 12 years as the number one grossing movie of all yeah. time. It is a wonderful film, and I don't think there's anybody, unless you're living under a rock, I don't think there's anybody that hasn't seen Titanic. You know, this is true. What am I about to say? Okay, and this is in the book. I don't know if you read the book by the Navy SEALs that killed Osama bin Laden. When they killed him in Abbottabad in Pakistan, there were copies of the DVD of Titanic in his place. So that's and, it, that's as and much evidence. CDs, CDs of the soundtrack of A Star Is Born. It, it, it fully supports it. It fully supports. So Titanic, like let's face, it, a legendary film. Every, everything down to the China he used. The China he used is authentic. That's the type of stuff that Gio said he recognizes. The food, the China, the just everything. DiCaprio, Kate Winslet's a Brit. She sounded like she was from Brooklyn. That's a good. That's a great film. And there's still room for Jack on that piece All of wood. Right. All right. Wait, lastly, lastly, oh, lastly, you already West, got four for your top three. <laughs> no, what no, are we sorry, doing? It's don't not, don't no. stop him. Two don't films. Don't stop him, John. Two films. He's on fire right now. <laughs> don't stop him. Two films that should be remade, and we're going to talk about this because we can make millions. Okay. Two films that should have been remade that haven't been, and I have an idea. Do you want to give this idea away for free right now? To the vast well, the audience, audience. The audience has increased because Great of me, point. but I don't Great know. Point. Should I do it? Do it. All right. No, well, we have to copyright it. Should I give it away right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Say, I, if you say trademark, first, it would bother cool, me if some. No if, it, it would bother me if some brilliant slug in California was taking notes and he was watching this and he wrote the screenplay. You know, that's not fair. Anyway. <laughs> Two movies. <laughs> Go for it. Two, two movies that should be remade that haven't. Go. Classic. Filmed in Brooklyn, Bay Ridge. Classic. Dog Day Afternoon. Al Pacino. Dog okay. Day Afternoon. Fabulous movie. I'm surprised it hasn't been remade. Hasn't been remade. And one of my all-time favorites. Classic. And guys, look, I may be telling my age. Look, I'm in my 50s, but I take good care of myself. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Unbelievable movie. It is a cinema classic. A who's who. Who's who. A comedians yes. and actors. So if they made a remake of it's a mad, 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 mad world four times, I think we'll make millions. Who would be in it today? Oh, guys. I'll be on, the mic's over I'll, here. I'll be on the mic another 20 minutes. That's for you guys to okay, discuss okay. on the time. But uh, I listen. Sorry. The I talent am. is in this room. We could write the screenplay. I, I think we can. All right, uh, folks. Look, I'm sorry if I went a little. No, longer. listen, it's great. I mean, this is all about engaging content. And George, it's a topic you're obviously oh. very passionate about. See the movie if you haven't seen it. Zena Grant, my sister, see the movie. Okay, now, I, I I think it can be argued. Never have a top three category and a point blank podcast guest aligned. As well as we have tonight with top three movie remakes and George the Animal Seti right now. Uh, I think we all saw John, it coming. I think, you, I think you're forgetting the last time we, the last and only time we had George on, I think the subject was, or the top three was top three 
albums or something to that effect where we got about 35 minutes on Lady Gaga and Bruce Springsteen. So it's uh But don't, we're, don't we're forget it. Don't ground. forget his third was Mean Love's Bad Out of Hell. Guys, okay. guys, if you like a great story, a little Italian okay. girl from New York okay. uh, anyway. is a global a global talent. Ming Chen, TV's Ming Chen, your own top 3 movie remakes. Please go, Mike. All right, number three. Let's go with uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, the uh, Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie, car heist movie uh, originally made, I believe, in 1974. Uh, introduced us to the legend of Eleanor, the mm-hmm. what is it, the, the, the Mustang Shelby uh, 60s era. I can't remember the exact name. And you're not the only one to vote for that, my friend. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, I, I love the remake. I thought it was uh, well done. Um, Jerry Bruckheimer. And I uh, can't remember who directed it, but... Uh, um, uh, I I thought the remake was was great and uh, much better than the original, which was uh, um, I haven't seen the original. I mean, the Nicolas Cage version. I've yeah, seen yeah, it yeah. Times. Yeah, yeah. Not as uh, you know, I, you know, bigger budgets, well, more bigger car Directed chases. By Dominic Sena. Da- Dominic, Dominic Sena, right? That's obviously. right. I uh, what um, DMX is in it. <laughs> Like, I believe. And there was oh, a period oh. of time, about four years, where DMX was in every movie. He was, and then he went to jail, I think, right? Didn't he get arrested for... I think uh, he did exit wounds with Steven Seagal, and then he went to jail. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, number two, I am going to... Sorry, I got to check my list here. Uh got to go with um, Ocean's Eleven. Okay. The uh, a star-studded cast, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Matt Damon, uh, a, a litany of who's who in that movie. Um I did enjoy the original with the Rat Pack, mm-hmm. but uh, we got a modern day Rat Pack uh, updated. Modern day Rat Pack plus Elliot Gould, so. right? Plus Elliot Gould, yeah. So they, you know, they got a little old school in there, but uh, infinitely enjoyable uh, movie. So yes, much so yeah. that they made two sequels. I mean, Brad Pitt and George Clooney. They made two sequels and then a thematic sequel plus with Ocean's one. Eight that was just released, right? So they can do nine and ten coming next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But uh, you know, I hope you were the groom that certainly <laughs> kicked it all off. So, and uh, you know, very enjoyable uh, heist movie. Um, mm-hmm. you, um, Agreed. And, Rest in uh, peace, Bernie Mac. Oh yeah, that's right. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. And uh, number one, I go with the uh, the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds. Oh, wow! Shot in uh, a lot of shots at Bayonne, New Jersey, I believe. And and not just Bayonne, New Jersey. Uh, something relevant to both George and myself. Yes. Scene shot in Staten Island, really? New York. Staten Big Island. Big news at the time. They shut down all the highways for, for, for the scenes. Whoa. Yes, 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 yes. So I did the, not know a that. A lot of people in that borough, very partial to that movie for that reason. Did not know that. Very well done. Very suspenseful. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know how many incarnations they made of worlds, War of the Worlds. But well, you know, you had the radio play, of they course. They did. Uh, uh, you had the old movie, and then and then you had this one. And there was a TV series in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just remember the lead on that uh, uh, was played by the same guy that played Poncho in Predator, but that's okay. Uh, so... Yeah, great, great re- pick there. Great remake, great movie. You're um, not the only one that voted for that one. Either, right, my friend. I didn't think I was either, but those are my three picks. Great call. Um, what did you turn here to the audience? So, so Mike Riccardi saying, "Gun to your head." What does Geo give up? He has to give up one. Does he give up Gaga or the Rams? Gun to his head. He can only keep one going forward. Oh my God, going forward. That's it. You can only keep one. Jesus Christ! I mean, it, it, we'll make it easy for you. You 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 gave up Bruce long ago. You gave up on Bruce as soon as Gaga rose to prominence. Gaga go to Rams. Oh my! God. And I have to I live through answer. it too. You have to. Yeah. You, then you're gonna live another twenty something years at least. My God, it's so difficult. 
Let me just let me just help you out, George. There at fifty years old, there is no chance you're going to play for the Rams. <laughs> there is a chance between you and Lady Gaga. There's still so a chance. Just keep that in your mind. You know what? From an from an inspirational point of view, and the way the music moves me, if I had to, and grudgingly, grudgingly. It would be. I'd have to stay with Lady Gaga. Everyone is completely disgusted thought. with you. I want you to know. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, listen. Guess who, sorry, else, guess who else just tuned in? She's our, Italian. She's our a- good friend, original panel member, Ralph Jarletter, just just, <laughs> just tuned in. And he just heard you betray everything you claim to care about to Rams choose Lady Gaga. Todd, Todd, disgusted. you're up. Your top three movie remakes. Todd Sullivan, go. Wait, wait. Did Ralph? Did Ralph yeah, see the most of the show? I, I can't answer right, that. But go ahead, Todd. I'm sorry, Todd. Go ahead, man. Well, I'm going to quick give a, a, a shout out uh, slash honorable mention to a couple movies I've never seen, but I would imagine <laughs> from everything I've heard should be on this list. What? And that's the, the horror genre in general is great at remakes. Yes, the of Dawn course, of the yeah. Deads and all that kind of stuff. I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. But in particular, The Fly and The Thing are, are two movies I've got on my my mental list that I need to see in my life. And I and I am embarrassed to say I never have. That's for a future segment called Culture Confessions. We'll tease it now. Yeah. Uh, but The Fly and The Thing. Never, never seen those two, but uh, I'm giving those honorable mention anyway. And then two out of my three that I have written on my little piece of paper here have already been mentioned. I'm embarrassed to admit. Wow. One is uh, number three I had as Cape Fear. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to rehash the 25 minutes that we had <laughs> on the <laughs> And I had number one. Well, which number two? Eleven. You, you, oh, that was your number one. Okay. Was, yeah, my, my number my number one was Ocean's Eleven. I uh, I think it's a great pick, Ming, and I and you know, it's not it's not necessarily the best movie in the world, but in in entertaining as enough, hell, I think it's, it's a it's a perfect movie. Oh, it's, so it's much fun! It's one of the handful yeah. of movies so that, much I, fun. That, I, that I identify as as just like perfectly crafted for what. Can it I is. just jump in for a second? The, the the only time you're gonna say I'm nuts. It's okay. I can take it. The only time I've enjoyed Julia Roberts on screen. Is in Ocean's Eleven and the, and the, and the trilogy. It's it's a fact. It's a fact. I actually can't stand to watch her. Don't 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 like her as an actress. But in those I movies, think, I think she's a great job. Go ahead. I think the joke the joke of Ocean's Twelve. The Ocean's Twelve got a lot of shit for not being as good as the first or the third. Mm-hmm. I think the joke of of Julia Roberts around that is is very well played. I I, I love it. But I think Eleven the original. is uh, the original remake the original. is uh, is is perfectly done. And uh, yeah, that's my number one. So my number my number two then hasn't hasn't yet been mentioned. Um, it's one that I just saw earlier this year. It came out a, a handful of years ago. Bumblebee. It's, uh, what's that? Bumblebee. Bumblebee. <laughs> now this is a uh, a Coen Brothers feature, uh, executive produced by Steven Spielberg. True Grit. Ah. Oh. I, I have it as uh, I, I've been keeping a list inspired by you, Johnny, and this podcast of the movies I've seen this calendar year. And I, right now, I've got that one right up near, the, right up at the top. Uh, Fresh from 2012. Yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fantastic. Great, great uh, cast in, in that Un- one. I think unreal. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is at the top of his game. For sure. Haley Steinfeld, who I have know nothing about and have never seen in anything else, absolutely crushes it as a as a twelve or so year old girl in this. It's uh, I loved it. It was it was fantastic. So that's my number two. I, there you go. I, I, I George, have a comment. George has a comment on that. Yeah. First things first, Johnny. Uh, Julia Roberts. Sleeping with the enemy, 
nice job. I Listen, when she puts the wig on on the bus, that's a good thing. And of course, how can you not like a, a Richard Gere and a pretty woman? It's not a fan. All right. You gotta, you gotta, Sub subject for another day. All right, yo, I'm going to get to my oh, top wait, three. Wait, I do have a uh, comment. Oh, well, we have a comment. Todd. Todd, we have a comment. That was a comment sure. to you. Todd, uh, you said you didn't want to rehash Cape Fear, but seriously, add something to it. I mean, it was uniquely compelling. <laughs> You know what part really gets me? I actually feel bad. Why? Is when that detective was bludgeoned in the kitchen. It hurt badly. Uh, <laughs> horrible. Uh, George, the, uh, the scenes the, on the boat. Again, rehash somewhere. In her mouth. Juliet Lewis. So Juliet Lewis. Just as a brief aside, I I, uh, I went to a party in L.A. once. This is you, about you hooked up with her, right? Years ago, Juliet Lewis and I danced on the dance floor. She got freaky. It was all kinds of fun. She's a lovely girl. That's beautiful. That scene where he when she's playing what a fifteen year old, sixteen year old, yeah. not even, and he's sticking his finger <clears throat> in her mouth and she, you know, whatever. It it just can it creeps Ugh. you out. No yeah, as what. a parent, I said it bothered me thinking Absolutely of my Sammy disgusting. with somebody that could exist out there in reality. Max Cady but th the movie is really and folks if you haven't seen the movie I feel like we've gone through this part already but, <laughs> All right, so, I'm sorry Johnny I'll, go I'll, ahead so just, just say did you know did you know George did you know that they had a couple of the stars of the original Cape Fear <laughs> were actually in the, the that remake yeah I <laughs> I listen, you're a funny guy. That's, that, you're a funny guy, Solly. I'm gonna kill you last. Okay, now listen. That's a movie. That, that's a movie that needs to be remade, Commando. But anyway, I'm gonna. We're gonna get to the fan and viewer vote right now. But first, you're gonna hear from me. I have two honorable mentions. Okay, the first time you just mentioned it, and it is John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay, Kurt Russell at his 80s best. This this movie was unreal. I think our good friend Noah Garrison uh, said, you know, in one of the original reviews, it said, this is a movie that crawls up your leg. And that is exactly right. You need to watch it. There's a semi-ambiguous ending. And, and it... it, it it hasn't been remade since then because it can't be. They did it perfectly. Uh, my, my, my next honorable mention is a pseudo-remake in the vein of Titanic. It is Carl Urban's Dread. Carl Urban played Judge Dread wow. in a much better way than he had ever been portrayed. Uh, I'm not going to say better than Sylvester Stallone. I mean, that goes without saying. The one time. Yeah. But, 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 but I'm saying... To me, to me, and I've read, I, I can't say thousands, but definitely hundreds, but perhaps thousands of Judge Dredd comics. This is the, 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 the de defining representation of the character. The fact that he did all of his acting from the nostrils down, he is never depicted on camera without his helmet mask. Without the helmet. Ever, ever, ever. Great performances from Game of Thrones' Lena Headey, by the way. Um, um, the movie is amazing everyone's been clamoring for a sequel or as I've heard more recently maybe into a, a, a streaming premiere service uh, TV series but in any event the movie's great it's not a, a remake of the Sylvester Stallone Rob Schneider film it's just a different interpretation <laughs> that's why I give it an asterisk here's my top three top three I'm going to call it a remake as well. It's going to be Les Mis. Les Mis. Okay, so there have been versions before. Wow. The 2012 version with Hugh Jackman <clears throat> as Jean Valjean and Russell Crowe as Javert. 
Um, I, I, I can't get, I, I'm 10 minutes into the movie and I'm crying. And, and, and then that lasts throughout the rest of the film. It is absolutely gut-wrenchingly emotional. Um, the director, Tom Hooper, made a very interesting choice in this film, which was to record all the singing live on set. In every other musical, you know, they're going through the motions on set, and then they, they dub the, the vocals later. This was this captured the realness, the rawness. Um, you know, i got to give props to Eddie Redmayne. Uh, this is kind of the movie that propelled him to stardom. Excellent film. And uh, I'm calling it a remake. Obviously, there was the Gerard Depardieu 1998 version with uh, Claire Danes. That was a non-musical version. Uh, but this is almost, you can say, a remake of the Broadway theatrical production. My number two. A remake of an Asian film known as Infernal Affairs. What is the movie? The Departed. Okay? It's the fucking Departed. All right? Oh. You have got. Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nick fucking Nicholson, okay, all right, in his Whitey Bulger esque performance, you've you've got Martin Sheen, you've got Alec Baldwin, okay, you you you, you you've got Mark Wahlberg, you've got Matt Damon, the movie doesn't stop, okay. Oh, by the way, who's the director? Do you know? I can't think of it. No, no I can. Hold on. Marty. It's a little guy by the name of Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Okay. Unreal film. If you haven't seen it. It's a wonderful film. Immediately turn off this podcast and go watch this. Tons movie. of profanity. And, 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 and if I haven't mentioned, she has an unheralded performance. Vera Farmiga. Okay. Amazing actress. She actually should be in the pantheon of our greatest living actresses. She's a chameleon. She can play any role. She can do any accent. She is she she is amazing. I think she's coming into her own in terms of recognition. She has to stop with you know the the, the, the you know the, the horror conjuring movies. Get back on the main track. But anyway, she's doing a great job. Okay, here's my number one. One one comment on that. Oh please. If you're a Bostonian, you must see it. Yes, that's true. Or anyway, but you're right, even more so. The accents in that movie, and Jack Nicholson is just ridiculously unreal, sick. Unreal. Okay. One of, think about this. Think about what I'm about yeah. to say here. I don't know if you can do that. If you can think about what I'm about to say. In Jack Nicholson's long and storied career, this is one of his top three performances yeah. ever. Ever. Uh, sick I movie. Know. I agree. Sick movie. And he's dirty. He's crazy dirty. <laughs> I agree. Now, okay. So here's my number one. It was already mentioned already, so I feel that one of you stole my oh, thunder. Please. Okay? And it wasn't you, my good friend. Oh, and it wasn't you, my good friend. I think you're going to lay some more gaga. Uh, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't. Ralph J. Wada, if you missed the beginning, watch it. My number one movie. It takes a big man. To step into the shoes of John Wayne, okay? But Jeff Bridges, as Rooster fucking Cogburn, in True Grit, absolutely destroys this movie in his one-on-five a uh, 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 cavalry charge at the end of the movie. Okay, you got Matt Damon slaying it, slaying it. Okay, and I, I, I've sung her praises here before. 
I mean, you've got Haley Steinfeld. This was the first film we ever saw her. This this was before she was in Romeo and Juliet. This was before she was in the uh, the Pitch Perfect trilogy, and it was before she was just cast as Kate Bishop in MCU's Hawkeye series. She and kills. Apple TV's Emily Dickinson. Haven't seen that one. I'm not sure it's come out yet. Okay, so there we go. So go. true grit, brilliance. Absolute excellence across the board. Go see it. That's top three. Ladies and gentlemen. Wait, sorry, time out. Oh, time oh, out. Oh, hold on. Oh, wait, time we're out. not done yet. We're Jeff not quite done wait, yet. Wait, wait. He spoke about Jeff Bridges. Star is born. No, no. I Jeff mean, Bridges. Listen, you guys just inbox me for more Gaga stuff. If you but hold on. Anyway, Stu Greenberg says, and now let's discuss Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Jeff Bridges. He made a movie. This guy's a brilliant actor. He made a movie called The Vanishing. If you've not oh, seen it. yes! With Sandra uh, Bullock. Sandra Bullock. And was it uh, uh, Keith Sutherland? Sutherland. Keith Sutherland, yeah. I mean, guys, to, to, just to give you a little heads up, if you haven't seen the movie, many people missed it. It's called The Vanishing. Yeah. It's two people on a road trip. Yeah. They stop off for the food and fuel. Don't give it away. No, no. That's it. And Jeff Bridges is absolutely... Methodical, what? crazy, Methodical. mental. He is he is off the charts. He should have won something from them. I okay. love the guy. Point blank. Hairy, dirty, point, just sick. Point blank. Yeah. Better performance. Have you seen- Jeff Bridges in The Vanishing or Tom Selleck in An Innocent Man? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Rainwood. Rainwood. <laughs> Get vigorous, Goldilocks. <laughs> Tom Selleck and the Innocent Man is cool. Rainwood, but Jeff Bridges is the, is the bomb. All right. George. See the vanishing. If you haven't seen it, wait, wait. Get your lover. If you haven't seen it, Hugger make, wait, wait. Make midget hot dogs. Get some chips, uh, some red wine, and watch it this weekend. Good for Halloween. Is that what they're called? Okay. Let's George, get to you. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges uh, movies. Hell or high water. Have you seen Hell or high water? Oh my oh, God. He's ridiculous. Unreal. He, he could film. be one of the more underrated actors because we know he's good, but no one talks about him. Listen, he's. They talk about his brother more, Bo Bridges. I don't know if that part's true, but in any event, he's doing <laughs> a great job. Uh, here's the bottom line we're going to get to you, the point blank fans, viewers, listeners. This is your vote. 294 of you cast votes in Salute. this across the, all the different channels where this vote was out. Here, we're going to give it to you, okay? We're going to, we're going to distill. We're going to distill it down to a top five on top three, okay? With three votes apiece. 310 to Yuma and Dread. Each of those came in at fifth place with three votes apiece. With four votes apiece coming in at fourth place, ironically, you've got the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead remake. You've got Todd's pick, Ocean's Eleven. You've got the absolutely brilliant Thomas Crown Affair with, with Pierce Brosnan, and who can forget the very lovely Rene Russo. Oh, hey. One of my wife's okay. favorites. You've got George's pick. Turn it around, buddy. Show the camera. A star is born. A star is born, baby. Stephanie Germanata. Let's go. And you've got four votes for, for Lee Miss as well. Coming in third place with five votes apiece. You've got my own pick, True Grit. And you've got Todd's honorable mention, The Fly, with Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Very, very good movie. Very scary when I saw it in the 80s. Coming in at second place with six votes apiece. 
the fucking departed, okay? And, and, and I am legend. I did not see this coming. The Will Smith movie, which was itself a remake of The Omega Man, which is a movie and a story that's been retold many times, that came in second place with six votes. Wow. I remember when they were filming that. They shut down entire stretches of Manhattan for days at a time to make it look like a deserted wilderness where no one lived except one human being. Coming in at first place, we have two movies tied. Tied for first place with eight votes apiece. John John Carpenter's The Thing with Kurt Russell. Eight votes, first place, and... Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Right. Place. Many people felt the way you did, George. Felt the way you did, Todd. Do the sound. Ma- many be- I'm not going to do the sound. Dun, dun. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. All right, guys. We got to wrap it up very, very, very uh, quickly. Very quickly. Our parting shot. Any topic, anything you want to get for your chest. Round the room, George. You start. All right. I, hey, thanks for joining us. Yankees. 2019. <laughs> Let's do a Broadway ticket tape parade. Yankees World Series champ. It's been ten years. Let's do another Let's one. Let's do it. Ming, uh, if you want to have as much fun as uh, Geo said he had tonight, come to a Shared Universe podcast studio, asharedUniverse.com. dot com. Book your session now. Uh, I can guarantee almost as much fun as Geo said he uh, has while watching uh, What's a up, Star her? is Born. It's almost that fun. <laughs> um, Go Gaga! Also, this Saturday we are supporting Rocktober Feast. A uh, music and beer festival in Atlantic Highlands at the Harborside Grill. It goes from one to five. Uh, five amazing bands. Uh, beer by Carton Brewing, or our neighbor here at Carton Brewing. And uh, goes to support a charity called A Need We Feed. Uh, Shared Universe Podcast is one of the proud sponsors. 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. 1 p.m. So to 5 p.m. it's a little earlier event than one would think normally. Yep. yep. Ming, I'm going to see you there, buddy. Uh, amazing. I love it. I love it. Thank you for your support. Todd, are you flying and- in for Rocktober Feast? Absolutely, let's do it. Fantastic! But uh, anyone watching, listening, uh, yeah, come come by for an hour. Come by for a couple hours. Uh, we'll be there podcasting, listening to music, drinking beer, eating food. It's going to be an amazing day. This is, that is this Saturday, October twelfth. If you're not working, you're going to be there too. Buddy. Yeah, get Absolutely. down there. Fantastic, Todd. Your parting shot. Yeah, I was just going to say it's great to have George back on the pod. Uh, in my view, you're welcome anytime. In comparison to Mike Zapsick, I mean, it's uh, it's like how's the energy level differential? It's like it's like lamb and tuna fish. Uh, they, they, you know, they, the the uh, the energy level is is slightly different. It's like the Mike experience- is. Mike is low-fat milk. George is like freaking that giant can of Red hey, Bull. I, I say you be passionate with everything. Like <laughs> giant can of Absolutely. Red Bull I drink when I... Mike can get passionate. Mike can get passionate. You know, if, 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 you, if so. you try to say Batman 66 wasn't the greatest TV right. series of all time, he'll come at you he hard. Will. He, he will. will. That's his. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I plan on being back. You guys just have to invite me. Okay, well, we'll see about that. Adam West is his Lady Gaga, by the way. (laughs) Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, no, about about ten minutes before we started this thing, I was I was finishing cooking dinner and I picked up a hot pan and burned the shit out of my hand. So I slathered it up with aloe. It feels great. Better days ahead, George. It's great to see you. The only thing I'm going to say and, and predict is is uh, you know we talked a little bit about the Rams earlier earlier in the day. I'm going to call it here. Jared Goff is going to be out of the league within three years. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Uh, <laughs> 
other than that, it's great to see you. Best of luck to them. And, uh, yeah, let's go from there. Uh, here's my parting shot. It's actually a quick, very quick amalgamation of, of multiple small parting shots. Number one, George, you thoroughly disappointed me. Because on an episode where you very, very clearly were going to talk about A Star is Born, I would have dis- I would have chosen you to wear your totally gaga hat, but you wore your better days. Yeah, but hat better days. <laughs> okay. Listen, Point number two. Keep, 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 keep going. Keep going. Keep going. We're gonna talk about the, the last couple of beers we drank. Okay, from Allagash, we drank we drank triple, triple, triple. Their Belgian Golden Ale is one of the earliest beers they ever made. Comes in at a uh, a very modest nine point two percent. Unbelievable flavors, unbelievable flavors. But the third beer, the one we're finishing up right now. Is from Monmouth County's own Cane Brewing. They're right down the road. Go go outside, take 35, head straight down. This is called Picture in Reverse. It's a bourbon barrel-aged old ale in a stout mode. So you've got this dark beer. You've got barrel notes. It aged for over a year. I'm picking up amazing notes. Uh, Todd, I don't know if you had a second beer. Do you want to quickly just jump in what it was or no? Yeah, sure. I've got. I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy. I went again with uh, some dark horse imperial stout. You got me on the first uh, stout that you had. Bleed I the went fifth, off and grabbed one fifth. while we were talking. There, you're back, buddy. Okay, bleed the fifth, my friend. Here's, here's, it's the, fi- here's the final part. Yeah, but time out, time out. Oh, sorry. One other thing. Oh, Thanks God. for sharing that, Todd. But this brew not only was very flavorful, very tasty. I got a little bit of a twitch, and I have to go to the bathroom. But, but <laughs> the number one brewery. Yes. The up-and-coming brewery here in the wonderful state of New Jersey is Ross Brewing. Folks, you'll see, all, you'll hear and see a lot more of us coming soon. Ross Brewing. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so actually, that is a, a, a nice tease for next week. Uh, we're going to be back to a full compliment next week. We'll have Mo back. We'll have Mike back. We've got an absolutely major earth-shattering Ross Brewing announcement. Whoa. Uh, it's changing the game, but we're not going to do that right now. Here's my final parting shot real, real quickly. This past weekend, we went down to D.C. Uh, uh, John Ross, the intern, visited at Georgetown University. It's his third visit to that campus. We, uh, Boy, we, Saxon. We, uh, we snuck in. Uh, Todd's an alum, of course. We snuck in another visit to, uh, to American University while we were there as well. Always good to have a safety school. And um, and and whatever school it is, if it's the, one of those two schools, if it's George Washington University, if it's, uh, if it's U- University of Delaware, if it's NYU, whatever it is, George, I'm about to go through what you went through last year, which is, you know, W- w- wishing your child goodbye. You know, they go off out into the world and they're going to start their life. You know, you were very lucky with Georgie Jr. in that he was able to stay close to you when he went to school. But but I'm about to experience what you experienced last year with Sammy Joe. And I have to tell you, some days I can't wait for it to happen when I want to put my hands around his neck. But most days, I'm terrified at the thought of this, this guy, this kid I've had in my hand since he was born. And who runs the internship program here at Point Blank Podcast about to go out into the world. Johnny, listen, I'm a strong guy. I cried like a baby when Sammy uh, started at Duke. I, I feel so good for you because it's the, it's one of life's best experiences. I've been through a lot, folks. But watching my daughter enter the, the, the halls and the walls of Duke University, I cried like a baby. I was weakened to nothing. I had the strength of a 10-year-old boy, a 9-year-old man. 
uh, which is still stronger than you were at last year's Casa Coco Christmas cocktail party yeah, yeah, when folks, you had the strength of a two-year-old. You do not eat brownies when you don't know the contents, folks. All right, well, listen, it's something that both <laughs> Ming Chen and Todd Sullivan, you guys both have coming up. You're a few years behind us on the kid category, sure. but it's something to look forward to. Anyway, I want to thank our guest, George Giosetti, for returning to the studio. We've got a big anniversary episode coming up. We're going to bring you back again for that, buddy. I'd love nice. to be here. Thank you uh, so much. Todd, thanks for, 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 for tuning in from Chicago. Mo. We did not even expect you to appear tonight. The the hour plus you gave us, very appreciated. And Ming, as always, thank you for playing the gracious host. Uh, that's it for tonight. Tune in next week. We've got another great, amazing guest coming up. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.